I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Everybody, and thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is our episode number 18, which is going to be the third installment of our 31 reviews of October. I actually wrote that down on the paper so I wouldn't screw it up this time. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. with me, as always, is Marco. What's going on, bud? What's, what is up, man? Uh, not much. Just, um, just excited to be more than halfway through this thing now so yeah right like it's three, um three-fifths of the way i don't i don't know what that percentage wise is three-fifths uh yeah three-fifths just let's just leave it at three-fifths yeah no that's fine uh, th- no this uh <laughs> exactly no man um god it's you know doing this this week has been fun um not only because yeah we're, we're getting into this uh you know beyond halfway point of our 31 movie pick we're actually doing it this time um but the weather's getting colder. It's it's October. It's Halloween time, you know. Sure, and yeah. um, like we were, I was kind of telling you before that I actually was breaking out the long sleeves finally out here in California. It's been it's been nice, you know. It's been a little chilly, so yes. and I think you're in a heat wave right now. So it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing. Yeah, just the last Climate two days. Is real. But oh no. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all created by people's body heat, according to somebody. Yeah. No. No. Exactly, exactly. Uh, please no uh, DMs uh, telling me how, how fake climate change is. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> no, no. I made a mistake by saying something on another podcast, and I got 30 DMs about gun control. <laughs> I was oh, like, okay, no. I won't do that again. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm not a scientist, so you don't have to prove anything to me. <laughs> there you go. It's just what it is. So, it's supposed to be cold. Yeah, and I, I have also been enjoying this more, which I talked a little bit about before we started recording this how 
I feel like I tried to structure these movie picks because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a sneak behind the behind the curtain, uh, I, I was the one that kind of arranged all of these here, and I just send everything to yes. Marco, and he agrees usually. So, so I go, that's, okay, let's That's do kind it. of the dynamic, yeah. <laughs> that's the paradigm yeah. we've established. <laughs> tell me where I got to go. That's right. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the, the once in a while, then I let you pick an episode, so. I know, I know. And then, see, then you get, and then... It's not, it's, you know, that's your fault. You put, I'll get 80s nostalgia right down your front door. Like every time you, you leave it up to me, I'm going to pick 80s movies. So that's all right. Hey, we got to keep it diverse. You're learning. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but I tried to kind of structure these, these weeks where I, f- I feel like there's a little bit of an escalation in the, the, the quality of the movies, I guess, if yes. for lack of a better way to describe it. Like there's, there's yeah. great quality on all of them, but that the, the, feeling was more fun and more intense and more special about each one and yeah. I, I think that we're kind of starting to feel that a little bit now because this this whole list to me it was was a pretty good show overall so it, for this it was and like and like how you mentioned that I, I was looking forward to or looking what we got to do for week four and week five and I was looking at the list of movies and I was like oh my god that's gonna be like I can't wait to dive in you know what I mean like some of these in the past like even week one or week two we're doing it you know we're picking movies we've seen a lot too, so I'm I'm glad we're getting those out of the way and just kind of reviewing them. But mm-hmm. I'm getting we're getting to get into on my end a lot of movies that I've been dying to see, and sure, now I'm yeah. going to be like, oh, you know what I mean? So, um, no, the ramp up is for us. I think it's 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 working. You know sure. What I mean? Yeah. Um, and like you said, yeah, with the quality of movies, how how better they are. Like my scores, they're they're kind of fluctuating up and upward. You know, especially from this week. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens next week. Yeah. Right. I know. I'll have to total. We'll, we'll have to combine our scores and, and we'll total them all together and see which which week had a better overall yeah. average rating or something. I don't know. I'll figure something yeah, out. So f- yeah. So far, you and I have kind of been right almost evenly paced, maybe. Yeah. There's been a couple that were like a six to an eight or something. But mm, yeah. Or like a seven to an eight, something like that. But uh, pretty yeah, close overall, yeah. I feel like. So, there's been no. Uh, I absolute hate and absolute love either. So. Sure, sure. So this week we have six movies. And number one is going to be our Halloween movie, which is the movie Hayride. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have the year yes. in front of me. I don't want to pull all this up. So hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it as we read the synopsis. Hayride yeah, is yeah. our first one, our Halloween pick. Our next movie is going to be The Collector, which was picked by Marco as a movie he had never seen. And right. then I followed that up with the pick of The Collection, which is the sequel, mm-hmm. which I had seen the first movie, not the second. So then our fourth movie is going to be Cabin Fever, the original one, which was a movie that I picked as a movie I had seen and loved. Mm-hmm. And then we have Poltergeist is a movie that Marco had seen and loved. And of course. our 2018 movie is A Quiet Place, which we both had seen, but would be a nice little uh, revisit for us to yes to talk about that one. Yep. So yeah, Absolutely. I mean this this was a cool one. I think we talked last show about how you had submitted the collector as a pick, and then because of that, I followed up mm-hmm. with the collection because I thought that would be kind of cool to throw a sequel yeah. in with the original movie here. And I think this is the first 2018 movie that both of us have actually seen that's on this list it might be the only one. Oh no because i've seen dead shit well i don't want to announce what it is shit oh <laughs> <laughs> well whatever something if you can make out of that that is the 2018 of the last week and uh 
but yeah, the other one we haven't seen. So, so right. kind of a cool little mix here. And, and mm -hmm. again, we have, you know, an, an old movie. We have a 2018 movie. We have everything in between that. Yeah. And definitely a little bit more like violent and, and kind of mean spirited, but, um, y yeah. And that type I, of movie, I know I that on, uh, the theme of uh like i think all our picks kind of span the, the last 30 years you know if you go from the 80s 90s to you know in the 20 you know, 2000s and whatnot we never i don't think we ever went back into the yeah we did a little couple 70s but um it's funny how when a lot of people do these lists and stuff you know they they go back to the 50s even universal monsters at times you know right and um i think there's a uh, for us there's a time and place for that you know because we can go back and and explore a lot of that stuff too but it's fun to um kind of delve you know it's it's almost like okay i pick a lot of 80s movies and uh and it's that's kind of on purpose because i want to know okay did paul see this i want to talk to paul about it you know mm -hmm. um which i think the last 30 years is, is cool you know it's a cool kind of diverse time frame to to study in there um i think uh, sure. someone asked me before uh, if we were going to you know review any movies from like the 50s or 60s and I said, no, it, I don't think we have any on our list going forward on this Halloween topic that we're doing. So, um, but that might be for reserve for like a separate show. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I didn't have anything that necessarily came up in any of the categories that we had to fill for this particular episode. But right. um, I, I'm I guess a little bit surprised. I thought that maybe you would pick one. I almost but did. I, th I think a lot <laughs> of stuff that you a lot of the stuff that you chose. Uh, you have like the one oddball one, and then a lot of them have kind of a similar, um, a similar overall feel where they mm -hmm. they feel like Halloween movies, even though they're not necessarily Halloween movies. You know, they right they feel Seasonal. of a time. Like, they have a certain type of characters and a certain type of yeah. of uh, you know just overall ambience about the the atmosphere of the movie, that kind of stuff. So yes, yeah. So I can appreciate that, and I think that's another thing too is with those movies. They they're good for Halloween type movies, but mm -hmm. they're a very different feel than the eighties or or early nineties yeah. type of movies that were more of the yeah, things exactly. that we found were getting chosen for this set of movies. So yeah, but yep. yeah, this will be a cool set of movies, and I'm even more excited for the next set of movies. I know. Which uh, do you do you want me to list to the movies, or the do list. you have them pulled up in front yeah. of? Yeah, I have I have them right here. They're um. We okay. picked uh, Satan's Little Helper, which I think it was yours. Um, That's us. Living uh, Among Halloween Us. Movie. Okay, yeah. Satan's Little, Little Helper was our Halloween movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Living Among Us. Troll Hunter. Yep. Yeah. Tro Troll Hunter was awesome. I love that movie. Um, Lords of Salem uh, is one I think I picked because I'd never seen it. Right. Um, Troll Hunter was one I never saw. Correct. Troll Hunter was your never seen. Wolf Creek was our 2018? No, that's what I, one I saw. Living that's Among Us is saw. 2018. And this, yep. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Sorry. I I have the list. I just didn't do the categories on it. Okay. And the cell. <laughs> yeah. Um. The cell. The uh, Vince Vaughn, um, Jennifer Lopez movie. <laughs> yes. Which, Which I did. I saw that way back when it <laughs> yeah. was was newer, and I have yeah, I have no recollection of it. So I'm oh yeah, interested no, in rewatching it. I, I I saw that movie in the movie theater. I went out of my way and saw it, and I nice. loved it. Um, but I forgot all about it. I even forgot what it was called until you brought it up. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it, it's a good movie. It's different. Yeah, that should be fun. And and so that's next week. Yeah, Satan's Little Helper is definitely the most Halloween movie of any Halloween movies we have so far. I mean, 
not to um, not to bury the lead on Hayride, but it's not as that's as what I was saying because yeah, because Hayride is oh so far like up to up to date, it's gonna it's pretty Halloweeny. It's but the most Halloweeny. Beats that then. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's got the most. So now I'm even the most more weenies. excited for it. <laughs> uh, more weenies, weenies are always good, right? Absolutely. So Wait. Yeah. I mean, maybe. <laughs> right. So why don't we start with our first movie, which is going to be Hayride, that was released in the year 2018, has a whopping 3.5 out of 10 on IMDb, right. out of well, only 599 reviews. That's not that many. That's not that bad. All uh, right. So a college student returning home for Halloween is forced to face his childhood fears when an escaped killer takes refuge in his family's haunted hayride. Now, this is a good example of a synopsis that is completely fucking wrong. Right. Because I don't know that this this kid, our main character, is returning home to face any sort of fears because he no. seemed like he really loved the whole haunted hayride thing that his uncle did. There was no so fe- I don't know yeah, what that's all about. There was no facing... Yeah, facing fears? Uh, no, not at, at all. Um, yeah. And also, the killer didn't really killer? take yes. refuge in the family's no, exactly. haunted hayride. You have... You have a escape serial killer. You have mm. a where was this setting? Texas, I think. Uh, no, no, no. It's um shit. Alabama, Alabama, maybe. Alabama. Yeah, I know I it was. Believe. I know it was southern state. Um, but uh, you have this open field where you know the uncle has a like a traditional you know a haunted hayride, a Halloween attraction or haunted house attraction that he does every year, and you find out that he's you know he's somewhat of a a widow, and this is the only thing that he has. This is him, uh, his hayride attraction, and his nephews and his, and his son. Son, yeah, yeah. And um, through this, they have legends, and and the the guy he's created characters through this thing. You know, we got uh, I don't know, I forgot uh, most of them uh, what he talked about, but what, there's one character called Pitchfork, which they go, you know, did how did you make up Pitchfork? He goes, I didn't make him up. He's a real character and a real legend of that town. Um, mm-hmm. So, so there's that aspect of it, and then you have at the beginning of the film a serial killer did escape. He escaped um, through a uh, traffic accident, uh, being transported or whatever. He escaped, so he, he's on the loose. So now you have a deranged serial killer on the loose. You have the legend of Pitchfork, which is—is mm-hmm. is it real or not? You have Halloween time. You got a bunch of kids showing up to this haunted attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can go wrong? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, perfect yeah. setting, right? So. Sure. It's it's definitely yeah. very convenient to create a movie setting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, wow, all of these things happened simultaneously. <laughs> yes. Um I actually really like the fact that this legend was going out, you know, okay, spoiler, um but the legend of Pitchfork was going out killing people and everybody thought it was the serial killer, even the police were chasing a serial killer, blah 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 and, you know, um but it was the legend of Pitchfork doing it, the whole thing. Yes, and everything yeah, yeah. went awry and stuff. And I don't know. I I'm a sucker for simple simplicity sometimes. Um, sure, sure. This is a very low budget movie, right? This is like yeah. I I don't. I mean, it really is shot almost like on a VHS camcorder. Um, you know. Where, sure. Yeah. And <laughs> the the dialogue to it, and there's some plot points to it. I'm going. I'm what I'm watching it going. Man, Paul's got to hate this. Because there's so many like mushy, mushy, lovey, lovey, dovey uh, parts to it about right. you know the the kid that goes to his uh, hometown to help his uncle out and he brings his girlfriend along and they talk about marriage mm-hmm. and if she's the right one I'm sitting there going oh my god Paul's got to be cringing right now he, yeah <laughs> well I, I think <laughs> so 
I guess we could we could focus on the the negatives of this movie, but okay, there is okay. there is definitely some positives here. But that to yeah. me, above the budget, above the technical stuff, and everything else, the, the place where the movie fails is that it tries to be a real movie too much. Mm, and I yeah, felt like yeah. if it leaned into being more of a Halloween movie and strip away some of the drama, like you could have some of it there. So there's some character sure. depth, but did it yeah. really make us care any more about no. the the kid or his girlfriend or anything? Like the only one that you really cared about was the uncle just because he yeah. seemed like a cool guy. Plus he was the creep dad from kindergarten cop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Yeah, but, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the like they tried to make it too serious, and even at the end, it's like it starts getting kind of fun, and mm-hmm. then it turns into this serious, dramatic, weird ending and montage and and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm gonna. It, it I'm sunk gonna it for s- me. Like it needed to be more stupid. I feel like. Yeah, you're right. What lot? Okay, so I was okay with the like I said. Some of sometimes you just kind of go into these movies and you kind of you accept it as what it is, right? You know, we've mm-hmm. talked to people. At the, the, the here's the budget. Here's the actors. Blah blah blah. As long as the story is good. Now, to me, like I said, the story pretty simplistic, very hard to mess up, and I don't think they messed up the storyline. Now, but you've got to you, you can't have a build up in a movie, and the last fifteen minutes of the movie was so boring, and it was the climax. It was the climactic battle between all, all things and things going on, people getting killed left and right. It was the most bo- boring chase scene i've ever seen in my life the music was so anticlimactic it was just yes, like yeah. what is going on what did they do here did they just kind of mm-hmm. uh you know give it to somebody else and just say here just edit it the way you want and yeah i was really disappointed in the ending i I'm, well right right not the content but just how it was uh put together you know what i mean sure yeah and i mean t- technical wise of course it's 2012 quality digital handheld cameras pretty much <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's not great there's some weird kind of color correction choices that they make in a few places like sometimes it has this very gray and orange type of mm, feel yes. and then other times it's colored more normally and it's it's a little bit inconsistent with some of that stuff and that's again just yeah inexperience and it's it's tough because even something like the Camp Blood 3 and 2D that we talked about a few weeks ago. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that movie was like, had a, it's dumb and annoying points and it was whatever low budget and then the, the, the gore right. and stuff wasn't great. But you go, well, at least like it looked good. Technically, everything was right. great. And I, th- I feel like that's just the difference in technology from that time until now. Yeah. So it's, it's t- you know, tr- you try to be fair and, and judge it on its merit for what it is at the time that it was made and for how much it was made for. Right. And pretty much all of the actors are terrible in it, except for I don't remember the guy's name, but he was the he was the dad in Kindergarten Cop that was trying to kidnap the kid that Arnold Schwarzenegger was protecting. Richard Tyson is the actor's name. Richard Tyson, yes. Um, and he, he was fucking awesome. In, uh, I loved him in this. Yeah, he was great. Like yeah. <laughs> I said, the, uh, the one thing I will say though, I was I loved his story of Pitchfork when he was doing the campfire tale. Sure. Um, yeah. I liked the dialogue that was in the movie. When it came to some of the, even some of the mushy parts when they're talking about is, you know, they're, the, he, the uncle's talking about, you know, to his nephew, like, hey, is this girl the one? And here's how you know if she's the one to marry and stuff. I thought, I thought it was, to me, well, it Yeah, the stuff with him bit. worked because he's a yeah. fucking real actor. Exactly. So. You know, exactly. <laughs> and you, and you, yeah, you're right. And he felt the emotional, uh, I like, uh, like how he was cracking jokes at the right time. You know what I mean? It wasn't, didn't feel forced mm-hmm. on his, on his part. Um, sure. Yeah. No, he was one, great. And 
there's yeah. definitely some positives to this movie. It's not all yeah. terrible. And for as much as I was dreading having to watch this for the <laughs> for the cast, I was pleasantly surprised. I would say. So. Yeah. No. Like uh, again, uh, the the reason why I get upset at certain things is because I want it to be good. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was waiting for the last 15 minutes of this film to kick. You know, just kind of blow me away because. Again, right. you, you put your mind frame, you put your mindset into it. You're like, oh, my God, this is this is going to be so cool because, you know, Pitchfork is out here and it, is it the serial killer or is it the legend? Here's right. these cops, cops that are everywhere. Even the cops, some of the cops, you know, they were there's like one of the movies where um, I was almost believing that they were real cops. You know, <laughs> so is that because they were, they were like incompetent, bumbling dummies that couldn't do anything <laughs> until the crimes were already committed? Old cops are bumbling dummies. That's that what, what I'm saying. Like real yeah, cops. These, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I love. I I think I've mentioned this before. I love when the movie and actors sell you the senses that we can't do. You know, the the smell, right? Like I like when actors react to a smell, a dead body smell, blood smell, whatever. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of movies miss that. You know, that there's a there's a real horror of guts being splattered on not just the visuals. There's other aspects of it that I think. Um, this movie tried to kind of bring you into that real world, that real mm-hmm. grit, uh, you know, some of the blood and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I liked. I, I like that. Um, I think there's some... Yeah, I, uh, I like the story, too. I think it's good. And I like... The setup is, of course, cliche, but it, it works sure. for it. I, I like the way that it's set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, like I, th- I feel like the, the composition of the movie itself is cool. I, I like the idea behind it. And another thing that I think is cool is when they get to actually doing this, this hayride thing. Yeah. They actually go through and they show, they do all these little cheesy stunts and whatever that they show behind the scenes, how they're actually right. doing the stunts where, you know, a guy chases the girl out and she falls down and he chops and they show underneath the bushes, he's chopping into like a melon and then he pulls up a fake head or something. Yes. Yes. And uh, they show all that stuff, but then they repay it off where the fucking, the, the, what the fuck is his name? Pitchfork shows up. Pitchfork. Yeah. And is actually chasing the people through these real situations. And so that was Mm kind of cool how they played it back from showing you the behind the scenes. And then they're like, oh no, it's a real thing. So that was pretty sick. I think. Yes. Yes. No, I, I, I like that. Like I said, there was, uh, there's a couple times where the, that handheld camcorder, uh, effect took place. And I was Mm kind of like, this is kind of cool because it reminds me of like other, um, those haunted house movies where, you know, the walkthrough haunted house movies that they have the found footage or whatever it was. So there, like I said, there was maybe a few different camera styles, you know, recording equipment that they used on it. I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was budgetary. So I like yeah. to say it was on purpose. I like give every, you know, the benefit of the doubt, but uh, yeah, the, um, of course the payoffs and it was, it was very predictable in that way too. Like I know why they're doing this. I know why they're showing their girl falling down because you know, it's going to come into play later that it's going to be a real girl and the people are going to either freak out or they're going to mm. enjoy it. Like, you know, cheer. They're going to cheer on because they think it's real, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, and that's the kind of stuff. That forever. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that they needed to lean more into and make this more of a, like, that's the shit you would expect to see in a quote unquote Halloween movie. Yes, yes. Is that they would, they would do more predictable cornball shit like that. And mm-hmm. they pay it off, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I knew that they were going to do that." And, you right. Know, that, that's the kind of movie it needed to be, and that's where it came up a little bit short. Yeah, I that's think, where I uh, thought they were going. When uh, yeah, they kind of did it once, and that was it. Right. And then it just became real. Right, right. So I think 
we can give our thoughts here and, and give a rating for this one. Um, sure. I, like I said, was, was in a way pleasantly surprised because it was much more watchable than I had sort of thought it was going to be or, or half remembered it. I, I feel like I started watching it and for one reason or another, whether I fell asleep or <laughs> never finished it for, for um, time constraints or something. Uh-huh. I was like, man, I thought it was it was terrible, and it was much better than I thought it was going to be. But that being said, it, it tries too hard to be a real movie, and it needs to be more of a bad movie. Yeah, um, this, this falls into yeah. that category where, say, it was something like uh, what was the? It came from the desert, where <laughs> like I, th- these actors are bad, but they're trying to be good. Right, and right. It, it could have really landed on that level of of you know they're trying their best, but their best is comically entertaining <laughs> so, <laughs> the story saved it for that on that one yeah yeah right and i i guess maybe they wanted to be taken more seriously or something i don't know what yeah. else this guy has ever even done if anything but um still it, it's it's not terrible um mm-hmm. i i went with a five out of ten because mm-hmm. okay. it's it's kind of like falls right in the middle like i don't love it i don't really yeah. lo- i don't like it but i don't hate it and it's like something that outside of a maybe making fun of it with friends at a Halloween party type of thing I wouldn't watch yeah. it you know watching it with my son to riff on it or something but yeah other than that I probably wouldn't watch it again yeah um no you're right and um I actually watched it and I actually went back and watched the ending again the no no last, <laughs> yeah the 15 minutes because I actually okay so I have this habit of halfway through the movie I write down a, sto- a score and then I will adjust it com- you know com- accordingly to how the second act plays out or you know how how it ends or if it's a you know ends with a punch in the face or whatever and I um, initially had this at a seven I really did at halfway point and just just because I'm in, in my head I'm like kind of okay placating to okay this is what I think is gonna happen and it was gearing it was ramping up I didn't mind the dialogue too much um, I thought you know like I said. Uh, the 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 uncle was great in it and i think oh my god we're gonna get this awesome killing spree going on and that and then the ending happened or the last 20 minutes of the movie happened and it was just like what the hell happened guys like you know like come on i want to shake them what did you do like (laughs) it wasn't even what you filmed it was how you edited it and then and then you used no music at all it was and and then what the hell with the I'm pregnant at the end. It was so stupid. So I know. I'm like, fuck I, you. Yeah, I, like, my <laughs> uncle died. Everybody's dead. I'm pregnant. Oh, we're going to live happily ever. Oh, it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, um, they had to throw a little bit of sugar on the end yeah, to and make it fucking happy or something. And this is this is out of my norm, okay? Everybody thinks, like, I like, you know, everything. But I don't like it, like, when, when stuff is – it's like they served you on a platter. You can make this – you can make it cool, and you just – you just didn't know what the hell you're doing. Sure. Um, I, I give it a four. I dropped okay. it all the way down to a four because of that 20 minutes. Yeah. And I'm sure if I rewatched it, I would hate it more and lower the score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went back and I go, okay, let me watch it again. Maybe I was just upset <laughs> at the, at the fact that my initial response, I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. This is, this is like, wow. You guys didn't even like do any music. It was like a chasing <laughs> no music. It, oh my God. Um, such Basically, a missed opportunity. Uh, I think. I have five more watches before it becomes a zero because it will go down one point <laughs> each time. Yeah, right. It's just that killed. It really did kill it for me. Yeah. Um, if this is the guy's first film, I'm like, I'm no filmmaker, right? But for guys, I mean, there is something about energy. You have to, you really have to know about what energy is. You know what I mean? Like, 
Um, yeah, you yeah. Th- this guy obviously doesn't listen to Slayer. Okay, if you listen to Slayer, then you would know that you put a Slayer esque montage killing spree, and that this thing would be a seven or eight on my my book. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I hope we don't have him on as a guest now, and he hears that. So. <laughs> Well, I, I think we're not even completely I'm saying honest. it's all trash. We're saying no. th- there is yeah. good in here. It's just... It's, I just it's, wanted it to be good. It's yeah. tonally fucking retarded. Like, it, it is all over the place <laughs> with the tone. Yeah. yeah. I think that might be my lowest score ever. I Even, I think, uh, the Christmas episode that we did, I think I that might have been my lowest. Yeah. I've, I've, I've watched so many movies since then, I forget what the worst I one know. was of that, but... I'd have to go yeah, back and I've, check. But, yeah, there was definitely some fivers in there, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had one other one that was that low this year so far, so I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> All right, so why don't you tell me about your pick for have not seen movie? Yeah, so this movie has been on my list. I uh, wrote it down as first day I saw it. I've been hearing about it forever. Uh, uh, came out in 2009 called The Collector, and for some reason, again, sometimes it just misses my radar. I take it for granted. It's on Netflix, and uh, I go, oh, I'll get to it later, and then course it, it's off and then i miss it so uh the synopsis is desperate to repay his debt to his ex-wife an ex-con plots a heist at his new employer's county or country home unaware that a second criminal has also targeted the property and rigged it with a series of deadly traps so with that synopsis it's 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 yeah um it, it, it kind of in a nutshell tells you what what's going on with the purpose of why um, the guy initially was going to the house and he was like an independent contractor. Um, yeah. he found out well, that his, uh, it's, it's definitely not, had, a, yeah. he's not paying a debt to his ex-wife. He's paying it off for her. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, she, she owes money to loan sharks and they're threatening her by, you come up with the money by midnight. Um, something bad's going to happen. And of course he has a kid. Um, sure. And this is all and, just like, and, it's basically just throwaway shit that they put in here to make it. Yeah. Uh, to make it have some sort of of gravity towards his motivations, correct? Because but it goes it's, back. It's pretty to, much just throwaway crap. It's not anything. Yeah, really. exactly. It just sets up the idea of, of why he's gonna go and rob the place that he's renovating. You know, mm-hmm. it's he he needs cash and he makes a deal with a um, some sort of gangster or something like. Oh, I'm gonna get this jewel because the, the house I'm renovating has a safe box in it, whatever. And we're gonna split the money and I'll I'll be a hero and repay my wife's debts. Mm-hmm. Um, but unbeknownst to the the guy that who went back to the house to rob him, um, it's already been the owners were supposed to be on vacation, but they found that they've uh, you know pretty much been tied up and tortured or whatever. And uh, this guy who's uh, stalking the house now is he has a, a mask on, and um, I guess it, we've come to find out that this guy's name is the collector or whatever, and he he targets places houses and he i think he kills everybody or has them killed for the booby traps that he sets across and he takes one victim keeps him alive as bait for the next victim or next house that he goes to right so um this is very comparable and like a lot of people compare this to saw movies uh only because of the puzzle mechanics to some of the kills and like it's it's like taking jigsaw and you put him in a house and you're with him and he's rigged the entire house as sure well yeah. I don't know if you if you know that these guys that made this were behind. I think saw four and five. Oh no, I didn't know that. So it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Well, um, it's um one of them. It's it's uh here. Let me see. So okay. it's uh, Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton. Marcus Dunstan directed this and he co-wrote it with Patrick Melton. But he the the two of them 
they didn't direct, but they were the writers for at least Saw 4 and 5. Okay. And they were behind a bunch of other stuff like um, uh, the Feast movies. They were involved mm, okay. with writing. Uh, they All were right. involved with um, some of the later Piranha movies, a couple things like that. So Yeah. But yeah, well, so it th- makes that, sense. that's where the Saw influence is yeah. for sure. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and this is – okay, so – a little bit of a soapbox, right? And people know about me and, and my opinion on, on remakes, right? Like if you're going to remake something and you change it to a point and then they just put an a IP name on it and call it, you know, whatever. So this is a perfect example of doing your own thing with influences from another movie. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. could have easily been a copycat Saw movie, like, and call it Saw 8, 9, whatever you want. But right. they twisted it in a way and they changed it so much that it made it their own which i appreciated so much yes i could see the influences to the, those movies right but it never was directly um a saw movie you know sure yeah so so this yeah so right away um this movie is very of course it's graphic you know i, I like there was a there's a great ramp up in this movie that i appreciate a lot which which we follow the guy that he's robbing the house and he's at the safe or whatever and there's no booby traps but as soon as the guy comes into the house the, the, the killer the collector um the booby traps start happening you never see him set them up but as right. the guy as the the bur- the um i don't even know the lead the lead guy he's going through the house he starts noticing them very little and it's a ramp up. It's like if he comes down the stairs and he goes back up the stairs, there might be another wire or something. You know, he walks into yes, the kitchen yeah, yeah. and there's a wire and he turns around and there's bear traps laying around. You know what I mean? Like that was so fun for me mm-hmm. to second guess, you know, and um, there was a sense of panic and anticipation because he cannot. He all he wanted to do was leave, get out of that house alive or just right. get out. And and it was like almost impossible, you know, and uh, um, it, I thought it was like fantastic as far as like oh my god we have another to me i'm thinking we have another face to put on the wall of you know great horror icons the collector might be one of them i don't know it will we'll see how popular it becomes or or it has become and you know of course we picked the sequel we'll talk about later but uh yeah so what was your initial thoughts i mean you've seen this right you've seen it before yes i saw it two times before this okay and um yeah it's 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 funny because the first time I saw it, I kind of liked it, but I didn't like it a lot. And the second time I saw it, I liked it a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's weird with me. This feels like the you know the saw influence and everything, and and you see yeah. all that within this. But it feels like they amplify all of the the trap stuff of saw goes to yes. these these oddly like vicious levels, mm-hmm. and. Which is is odd, saying that it's more vicious than Saw in some ways, but it's kind of like has this weird meaner spirit behind it. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, Saw it, there much, was a much, lesson to learn. Well, much to the opposite like, of Saw, there's no like story, there's no explanation, right. uh, there's no like you said, there's no lesson or anything to learn. It's, yes, it's, yes. It's, Saw had life lessons to learn. Mm-hmm. It, it really did have like life lessons. If you were an asshole in life, this is how you're gonna die. This was like no rhyme or reason. They yes, this guy yeah. targeted and. Um, and just kind of, and it was, it was torture for the sake of torture. There was no real killing. It was like sure, fun yeah, yeah. for, you know, for the killer. Right. Something. Well, and I think this one and to, you know, we'll get into what the second one to, to sure. even further extent is more the definition of what people think of as torture porn when they yeah, say yeah. that, you know, saw is like torture porn. It's like, well, there's things that torture people, but mm-hmm. there's a reason and, and there's always like a way out of it and stuff. And this is just, right. let me set traps that are not going to 
straight up kill you right away necessarily, but they're going to really fuck you up and make mm-hmm. you miserable and hurt and bleed for a long time and, and suffer. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and then I'm going to keep doing things to you and keep stalking you and keep taking basically just little pieces of you over and over again. And that was what was hard right. for me to get into was I was like, I felt like it was just the viciousness of the Saw movies with no heart. Right. And I'm like, well, it's cool. I like the gore and I like all the schematics of the fucking traps and stuff that's neat right and the, and the kills are kind of got these nice like fist pumpy moments like especially my favorite <laughs> one is the one with the the daughter when yeah she gets like thrown against the wall with the fucking spikes that jam through her that's awesome <laughs> yeah 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 that was fun and with, uh, i've come around a little bit like right over her yeah when you can when you can watch it a couple times and now i think i've seen it like three times you can mm. pick up a little more of the story and go okay there's like some heart to this it's not just all soulless and you go he's got the kid and yeah he's doing this and that but it's it's really such a small part of it that that was kind of my biggest problem with it but Hmm. okay technically it's you know it's fantastic i love all the the traps the kills the gore the there's a lot of practical stuff in this movie which is fantastic yeah Um, even more practical in this one than in the second one yes uh that the lead guy is fine he's he's very believable Mm-hmm. Uh, the killer is cool. You don't you, you see him a little bit more and a little bit more, a little bit more. It's it's got that kind of effect to it, so that's nice too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what about? I, I mean, did you have sort of that same problem with it, or was it? Yeah, not really uh, a thing for you. No, no. Um, like I said, uh, the the technical aspects of the movie to me were fantastic. Like you said, mm-hmm. all everything that you said was great. Practical to the when I was saying about the uh, kill lead up where the, it was ramping up. It was a good ramp up to me, but it really did lack. Okay, if I knew that there was no not a sequel to get any more information, um, it it lacked a heart. It, it lacked a very moral compass, you know, kind of stuff. And it was very small. It was very minor. Like. There was a mm-hmm. point into the thing where I'm still a little confused of why he's a killer, right? And I'm still a little confused on the opening sequence and who the guy was. And yeah, when, yeah. Uh, you know, there was an opening sequence where, you know, they, he killed his whatever, the wife and um, another guy. And he took him and he put him in his box. And that guy happened to be in this house. And he comes out as as the, yeah, as yeah. Our, our, our lead rescues him. It was kind of too fast paced. Like, I didn't under, still understand what, why he was sure, taken. Sure. If they were, you know, specifically targeted, no, it seemed well, like what, they were targeting rich people. So I don't know. It, it, uh, I'm still that's what confused. took longer, and I think you see that through the next set of them a little bit, at least yeah. in the beginning. Is um, that he he kills everybody except for one person, takes right. the last person, throws them in the box, and then he drags them to the next place. Right. And then they're at the next place, and maybe they get killed there. Maybe they are the last one that he takes them home again. It's kind of random, I think. So. Yeah, and like I, I said, think, maybe it's he's targeting rich people because the couple at the beginning, for, and well, even my, the house that he was doing, even the next movie, were all pretty rich. Yeah, my my takeaway is that I never thought of the rich angle. Like my takeaway was always that it just was completely random. It meant nothing, mm. and this is almost a case of where you get into the original Halloween versus the Rob Zombie Halloween argument, right? And is less more and is more less. So. <laughs> You know, you, you get these movies like a, a big complaint with Jigsaw is everyone goes, oh, they, they spoon feed you everything and they beat you over the head with the narrative and they explain everything to death. Sure, sure. And that's in a so way, I, I, yeah. well, right, I get that maybe that's 
feels, I don't know, annoying or something if you're a cinephile or if you don't like that kind of a thing. But to me, I, I like having that all explained and you go like, oh, cool. Yep. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm simple. Yeah. I'm not sure. But no, no, no. <laughs> you're no, it, you're not alone on that because that that was to me the my favorite draw of the Saw movies was that right. <laughs> ending, even though the the entire movie was only 15 minutes of progression really mm-hmm. you get a little bit of a gist of like okay we're backtracking this is the future past whatever what mm-hmm. i really like um like i said with that influence and then the collector series or you know the, the two movies so far i i i love i like the killer i like his look i like the fact that he got his hands dirty even though he did the set the traps whatever he but he did fight he fight you know he fought um yeah, yeah. He wasn't well, a he, coward. He, he you pretty know, much all just... uses like blade weapons. He, there's only like a little bit of gunplay in the second one, but he, you know, he's basically yeah, a, yeah. A, a blade killer. He's a slasher. Yeah. Uh, but this is the polar opposite of, of Saw. There's completely yes. no narrative or anything about this guy at all. We don't even know the slightest bit about him. Right. And I feel like that's the to me. It's one of those things where everyone goes, "Well, I don't want to know so much about the killer. It's scary when you don't know anything." And then to me. I don't know why I said to me twice in that sentence. Um, <laughs> I, I love that you can know stuff about some killers or you get a little mm-hmm. bit of backstory or, or something, even if it's small, like say uh, cat sick blues, there's like just this little bit that we get about him and he's not just right. nothing. Right. And you're not yeah. beat over the head with it, but you get something to grasp onto. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and like it, I said, not to jump ahead to the second one, but like if I saw this movie alone and mm-hmm. even the, how it ended, I would have probably like, Oh, that was just like there was no point to it. There was just the guy came and killed everybody, and that was it. Bad ending, or or uh, sure, sure, uh, even sad you know, ending or whatever. So let's take Michael Myers, and everyone goes, "Well, I, I like when we don't know anything about him. We don't know his backstory or any of that shit." But even without knowing that, I mean, we know his fucking name. Mm-hmm. We know that he killed his sister, and then he, right. like we, there's something about him. Like this guy, we don't know yeah. if he he grew up in what country. We don't know if he's anything except mm-hmm. a white guy. That's all we know. Yeah, he's a generic um, white guy. Yeah, exactly, and, that, and he ran that pest control business. Um, seemingly, yeah, or maybe that was a ruse ran too. Because he also has yeah, an exactly. endless supply so. of money, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So there's my other thing, and I was just gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Um, you don't necessarily see this in this movie too much, but like in the next one, again, we'll get to it. It's like he, this guy's got nothing but time. Obviously, yes. a shit ton of money, a shit ton of resources, and time. To and he's very fast. Together, these I mean, elaborate traps. Yeah, yeah. Somehow he put all That's of those things together, that... super fast. Nobody noticing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, again, my my initial my initial reaction was because I knew, and I, maybe it's a benefit of waiting because I knew there was a sequel, and and I was going to watch both movies together. I knew that there was more information coming. I didn't. Um, it, I didn't like leave. Uh, kind of disappointed about the first one because i went mm-hmm. right into the second one and it got more whatever uh but but saying like having this discussion with you and too i i kind of i'm kind of seeing that like you know what yeah i really don't have any defense on like what what this stands out as far as like is it just this the guy that shows up kills everybody and then leaves and you know that gets that gets a little old you know what i mean like it doesn't mm-hmm. uh you know right right be- because it's not it's not like over the top violent blood splatter everywhere where it's that, you know, like you said, that fist pump, you know, that, that, uh, gore hounds love and stuff. It wasn't even like that. There was a lot of gory parts to it and a lot of sadistic parts to it. Yeah. A lot of slow kills and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, you know, torture stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was going to pay off in the second film. And like yes. I said, I'm not giving anything away, but you know, um, 
and that's, this was that, another. I think that's what my mindset was. This was another one with uh, with police that are just completely like bumbling idiots too. All cops are bumbling dummies. Oh my god! It, it, just... Okay, so exactly like, can you put some little bit of reality to the movies where if a cop comes to the house, notices a dead body on the floor through the window of bear traps all over him? Don't, I mean, he he didn't even call for backup. He got out of his gun and he starts casing the the going around the back. It's like holy shit, like. I know cops don't do that. You know what I mean? I, I you know. gotta, you gotta put some kind yeah. of believability <laughs> of calling for backup, waiting for SWAT team. Who knows? Because it didn't do anything to the story. You know what I mean? Like he did the killer killed him at the end. You know, it, it didn't do anything. Um, sure, sure. But you know that was like the dumbest move he could have made because you know he was just gonna die right then and there. He's not gonna be a hero. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I always, always like sit there and go, you know what? I'm not a cop and I know not to do that. Right? Like I know. Okay, just oh, yeah. I'll check back. Is a, a guy that been brutally murdered in the living room? So let me go in by myself with no backup and see what else I can find. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. The That's one that I really was was questioning was um, how did he get all of those locks on the door after the family left? That's what I'm saying. It and was somehow a pre- like yeah, exactly. the guy got in, and then all of a sudden there's like nine locks on the door. And like I, go, I said, okay, well, yeah. I fucking have put locks on doors and that like makes noise. You got to drill holes and shit. It doesn't it's just, a, you got to plan out your day. You know, just like slap <laughs> the thing on there. <laughs> yeah. That takes an all day thing for me. You know I mean? Right. You don't just do it in, in the, the two minutes that, um, we see the door without locks and all. Yeah. There was like what? Five, five locks done there. Yeah. I know. Um, a little bit too long there. And like I said, uh, the, the people like, um, all the traps are okay. So another, here's one of the other problems that I did have in the movie. Um, the killer set up all these traps. There's a ton of traps, but he already captured the dad. He already captured the mom. Uh, he didn't know about the burglar, the, our lead guy coming there. I think he might have known that the, there's kids. So all those traps were for the kids. Like who else were those traps for? There's a lot of them I know. from every corner where he already captured the two adults in the in the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I, was he anticipating a burglar? Who knows? You know. I know, right? <laughs> Was he laying him down once he fi- uh, found out there was someone else in the house? You know, because that's how it seemed it was. It was seemed like these traps were appearing, you know, like the guy would walk down the hall with nothing. All of a sudden, you turn around, there's a wire. You know, it was like a weird kind of uh, transition, which I thought was cool. You know, I thought that was that was cool. But again, I, then I take a step back and go, well, who was that for? Yeah, who was right. that? I don't get it. No, I hear you. Uh, why don't we wrap <laughs> this one up here? And okay. we, could, we could pretty much just spin our, our rating... And go right into reviewing the next one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm yeah, going to so. come in with a. Uh, oh, uh, do you want to? Oh, I'll, I'll just. I'm going to come in with a seven on this one. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, more okay, more good cool. than bad, but it's it's. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it struggles a little bit on the 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 pl- not plot, but the character development or some kind of story or something to latch onto a little bit. Yes. Yes. But that's about it. It's pretty. You know, it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's just a lot of traps and 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 blood and people getting mm-hmm. fucked up. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm right I'm there right with you at a seven. I wrote down a seven uh, halfway through it. Um, the more I talk about it with you, though, I'm th- I'm, now I'm second guessing the, a lot of stuff, and I want to go back and and see if there's stuff that we've missed, if there's newspaper articles laying. I don't know something we've we've got to miss something. It can't be that simple. But um, yeah, I don't think that there's very much more about him. It's more just picking up stuff about the the process and and where mm, everything is, okay. and as as you like kind of know what's happening, you kind of see them set it up and then pay it off later on a few things so yeah 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 okay yeah yeah so yeah so i'm at a, i'm at a seven 
with that i i actually did enjoy it i enjoyed i was entertained by it it was a dark scary not scary but it was you know it was dark it, it took place in one night it was a home invasion slash slasher torture movie uh yeah with with a not so happy ending so <laughs> we'll just put yeah it that. we'll just keep it like that sure sure and that will bring us up to my pick of a movie I had not seen and wanted to see kind of for the same reasons that you had talked about before with mm-hmm. this movie called The Collection, which is the 2012 follow-up to The Collector. I was hoping that maybe we would get a little bit of something about this killer in the second one because I've seen a few mm-hmm. that kind of do that. Uh, but that remains to be seen if there was anything. And the synopsis reads... <laughs> A man who escapes from the vicious grips of the serial killer known as the Collector is then forced to help rescue an innocent girl from the killer's booby-trapped lair. That's pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah, it was definitely Uh, a lair, so... Right, so this one... Yeah, kind of the same reasons you had said, and and what's cool with this one is it picks up right after where we're we're back to having our main character, uh, Arkin is his name, I don't think we mentioned in the first one. Yeah, that's right, that's right, Arkin. it, It starts right out with where... He is still in the box that he was put in at the end of The Collector. And right. I think we start out right at the nightclub scene, right, is the first thing where yeah. Arkin is, yeah. is at the nightclub. And, and we bust right into that, basically. That's the first big scene. I think we introduce our, our lead girl and her friend. Yeah. And then we end up at this mm-hmm. nightclub. And the nightclub right, scene, awesome. Right off the bat, the, the nightclub is probably one of the most vicious opening <laughs> mass murder scenes, like, ever in the history of all movies. This, I, I was, I, you know, I... I shouldn't be saying it, but I was smiling to ear to ear when I was watching that. <laughs> I know, it's it just so like good. this yeah. completely huge massacre of like hundreds of people in, in such a vicious way too. <laughs> I know. Between yeah. the two different things. And and so, you know, just to address the elephant in the room, uh, this is the sequel to the movie that had no sort of real substance to it and was just pl- <laughs> setting up cool traps for the sake of setting up cool traps. Right. And right. this movie took that and amplified it by about, I don't know, tenfold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, somehow this guy has managed to set up this enormous spinning blade that's the width of the entire club hanging from the ceiling on a series uh-huh. of levers and, and pulleys and whatever wires and shit that he releases this giant thing falls from the ceiling starts spinning and then goes across the entire floor and just mows down all of these people like a giant lawnmower like old, rototiller yeah, thing or something yeah exactly <laughs> push mower you know <laughs> exactly um i'm so not sure how he arranged be- that to be set up but i don't that's know that's the direction that we're going so exactly <laughs> exactly just jump right in there it what 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 did we learn from rubber just don't just go with it right don't yes. ask questions but anyway that's and i think if anything that's what it's more like the first movie set up the fact that we're not going to know anything and this is just yeah. going to be a fucking trap city i think that might be a yeah, little rap know, reference but yeah 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 i thought the movie was going to take place like after that first scene and he's getting like uh people getting killed through other traps and stuff as they're running around through the hallways and uh, blades coming out and slicing everybody in half i'm like wow this movie's gonna take place in the nightclub the whole nightclub right um really like i said if if this kind of scene is okay for me like this kind of stuff but you know, if uh, if it was going to get into, because of course you're going to get more gory and stuff like that. So if it was going to set up to where we're going to learn more about the killer or his more more or less the motive, I think I don't really necessarily care to learn about the killer, but more of the motive because I could tell you a lot. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? So 
Mm -hmm. With this, with this, the our lead girl now is uh, probably like what the only, not one of the only survivors, but one of the survivors that uh, escapes the big uh, uh, lawnmower dance floor and all the blade trap rooms where you're seeing her friends getting killed, her brother gets killed, not her brother, her yeah, friend's there's brother. The, the the elevator thing that crushes a whole bunch of fucking people. Yeah, and then the, the, the collector standing on top of it. I thought that yeah. was cool shot scene. Like I like these guys do well, very well, especially in this movie of well shot scenes. You know, yes, very, yeah. Um, yeah, very act, uh, action hero type stances. Oh and stuff. yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, we see the elevator crush scene, which is great, also. And then uh, our our lead girl runs into a room, and you see the box, and she opens the box, and it's the it's Arkin from the last movie. So this is where he's been this whole time, and um, I think he escapes, and then the girl gets thrown into the the collector throws the girl into the box and takes her, and so now Arkin escapes, goes to the hospital, and the girl again. This is why I think there's a rich thing going on because the girl's father is. Uh, a rich guy who hires mercenaries to go get his daughter, but mercenaries have been there his whole life or their whole life and and whatnot. So um, the theme of this movie is almost like Alien and Aliens, right? So Alien, it was like isolated and Aliens sent in the Marines. This remind me of that collector, yeah, the collection. Let's send in the Marines this time. So now we're sending in a group of mercenaries to go get the daughter back, but they also kind of kidnap Arkin after he's you know broken arm bloodied I mean, he's just cut up the shit yeah, all, and they just take him and shit. Yeah. yeah they take him fresh right out of the hospital and say you're coming with us because you know how to get there kind of or you've been there and he's like god damn he just got out of the situation and they right. throw him right back in um yes, yeah <laughs> so yeah so again all we learn from this movie is that we see the collector's layer this time and he's been experimenting. It looks like a bunch of experiments on humans. Um, yeah. He's been turning people into using drugs and other torture methods into these mindless zombies. But they're not zombies. But they're like doped out of their mind crazed people. Mm -hmm. So he uses. So we have that now too. Um, yeah. I mean this, this also I mentioned in the first one with being the definition of torture porn. Like this movie is fucking torture porn. The movie. Yeah, it's yep. it's literally just him experimenting on people and and leaving them like nailed to walls before he <laughs> yeah. kills them and stuff. Like it's it's it starts to feel like at first that that opening scene is like, all right, this is this is brutal, but in a way it's kind of fun right, and whatever. Right. And then it just mm -hmm. kind of falls back into that same thing where it starts to just feel very tortury and and long and drawn out with a, and there's so much action in this movie and, and tons yeah. and tons of chase stuff that keep it live and peppy right but in between that you get these these fucking horribly brutal like nihilistic torture scenes yeah <laughs> it's like, god damn it man just fucking kill people stop <laughs> yeah with all this weird testing people shit and stacks of body parts and i don't know it's, this is, it's yeah, very this weird is it's 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 odd yeah, this is where I thought this movie was going to stand out a little bit. And it kind of did a little bit, but I thought it was going to get mm -hmm. in a bigger direction where the first one, I said, is very isolated. And the second one, it started off was like it expanded. The body count went to like zero to a million, right? It went from like just, just full throttle in the beginning. And I'm like, wow, this is ramping up. The violence in this movie is really ramping up in the and his going out there and killing people. And then it turned into a sardine yeah, movie yeah. again. It went right, right. back to turning corners with flashlights and guns and knives and picking off one at a time. Um, yes. Yeah. And, then you see and there's the, a, ton, there's like a ton a of people within this thing. Yeah. It's weird because he's got people that are kept prisoners for all different reasons and stuff. And yeah, um, I feel like if anything, it, 
it created more questions than, exactly. than answers. Like exactly. Like you're even more in depth of like, okay, so now this guy has a whole hotel where all this stuff <laughs> it's this abandoned hotel and, and he does all this stuff in here and nobody notices any sort of commotion at all ever. <laughs> Despite the fact that there's, I don't know, a hundred dead bodies and like yeah, or the stench twenty-five that zombies, yeah, and people that are just getting dragged in and out of there constantly, and him building and welding shit and whatever <laughs> that's got to be going on to build all the stuff. Like it's, it's like all right, and then he has an endless supply of drugs, and, and he's also like a scientist and has like all these uh, beakers and and Bunsen burners and all test tubes and all kinds of shit going on it's like <laughs> this guy literally has no limitations yeah and so it starts to kind yeah. of get that superman complex to it yeah where you're like okay well what can't this guy do now what's his weakness right he's already like not human he has no identity right and now we can't even we kill this anything. fucking guy or, or right, right. so yeah. so it's another one where anything. you kind of have to go along for the ride right exactly that's what it was it was uh an hour and a half it's actually shorter than the first one by like a few minutes it's only an hour and a half movie sure like the first one was like an hour 40 but uh mm-hmm. um you know i'm i'm sitting there okay i'm i'm sitting through i'm like okay all we do like i said all it did is raise more questions we we learned nothing mm-hmm. as far as the motive again it's it was all about right okay right. we get this guy is is sick you know he's right. he's okay we get what he is um now if we if you want to fast forward to the ending cuz again it was kind of just like okay everybody's you know spoiler alert again you know um they Arkin and the girl survive this time and they escape and stuff. And uh, now at the end, it seems like we are in the apartment, this nice clean apartment of the collector, but we just see him from the back. And then uh, we find that Arkin has been, you know, tracking him down and hunting him, finding all the what anthropologists or something like in the area because of the, um, the medical equipment and the bug collecting and stuff that. The, yeah. He, he saw, he saw the, the stuff in his office. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of tracked down the 14, uh, scientists in the area and he was like number 12 or whatever and he recognized because he's the only one that did right. see his face he's the only one that can recognize him from the first one he pulled his mask right. off and uh and mm-hmm. then at the end he, th- he throws the collector into a box so that's how that ended and i heard that they're making a third one or it's might be in production and whatnot so right this is why i have a little bit of a lenience towards this these movies is because it's a franchise or it's starting to be a franchise right like sure okay just like in the song, okay, we're going to get a little bit more information, right? We're a little mm-hmm. bit more. But, you know, if if we're going to make the com- comparison to Saul and stuff, Saul did a way better job, of course, because we knew motives, life lesson right away. There was such a good plot devices to use. This is just like, yeah, yeah. here's this guy, and I'm going to yeah. cut your eyelids off and, you know, torture you in the most heinous ways just because, right. <laughs> you know, that's what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It does feel like just because and in a way it almost feels i don't know it's it's weird because it feels more nihilistic but it also feels more fun at the same time and i think yeah yeah because it's definitely it, fun I, I like that comparison of that it's the action, the the aliens to the yeah. alien where it's it's more action and you got the the soldier type characters coming in with their guns and they're shooting at shit but it's not really yes. doing anything and uh, so <laughs> right. i think that adds some fun factor to it a little bit but the the yeah. torture is for sure ramped up and the the just kind of sad grunginess of everything (laughs) (laughs) and you you start to get a little bit taken away with taken back with the um the the way that the traps are always just like so perfect and so set up right 
again, it's it's hard to buy into like everything works so perfectly and he has this endless supply of money and whatever, but it, it still grounds itself. Yeah, in that's why I never. He's like the Bruce as Wayne. being like, well, he's a human yeah. and he's just like a scientist guy that collects bugs or whatever. I don't know. It's 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 odd <laughs> because a, it, br- it's hard to it's hard to d- suspend disbelief when the guy is just a regular person, seemingly. Right. Like I guess we don't. Right, we, right. There's never been any hint of something supernatural or or extra capabilities or that he's a mutant or something or right yeah i um yeah again every every slasher film i mean Mm -hmm. pretty much every slasher film you really can find motives you can you can find a certain motive of why this is going on which helps us helps us uh you know move the storyline along and helps us uh you know care about the characters a little bit more and Mm -hmm. Again, I, I thought I was going to get some of this in the second one. I'm like, but again, more questions. And maybe that's on mm-hmm. purpose, you know, because this it went from 2009 from the first one. I think 2012 was the collection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the next one going to be? The collected? It's going to be the victim? I don't know. So, so yeah, I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to see where it, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes, if it goes anywhere. So Right, right. Yeah. It'll be like the expendables, but it'll be the collectibles. Yeah, <laughs> the collectibles are great. That's <laughs> that's like a that whole bunch great. of motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, he maybe he made other collectors out of all the victims. You know, the the those zombie people he was making, and yeah, and they're they're known as the collectibles now as a, a terrorist <laughs> faction that terrorizes the United States now. That's yeah. funny. That's well, awesome. I'll check it out either way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we read this one and uh, we'll get to our first break here. Okay. Uh, you can go first this time since I cut you All off right. last time. <laughs> no, it's okay. I uh, I went a point, uh, half a point up from the last one, so seven and a half for me because of the ramped up, um, more of the ramped up, uh, entertaining first half of the film. It was kind of cool, and uh, you know, there I guess, and there was some a little more visual. It was it was intrigued a lot more than the first one. The first one was like that home invasion type uh, stalking sure, sure. movie. This was, you know, got into more like, you know, a freaking brutal movie, which it was. Both movies are pretty brutal. I think I wrote that yeah. down too, right on there. I'm all brutal, brutal as fuck. That's what I put um, <laughs> That's again, my note. Yeah, that is, that's the note for this for the movie. But uh, um, I'm again curious to see where they're going. I'm keeping my high my expectations high on it because you know sevens are good for us and uh, seven for the first one, seven sure, and a half yeah. for this one. I want to see where they go with this and hopefully if the third one makes a lot more sense, uh, maybe it'll bring these up two up to like a fran- like a real true uh, franchise. Like I said, do we have another icon in the making? It it's all there. It's it could be there. Sure, sure. Yeah, I was same score as the first one. I gave this one a seven as well. Uh, the the thing, I guess, you know, to, to weigh the things, I feel like the second one is more fun, and I like the additional characters are, are all good. Um, the the people that are part of this team of three mercenaries or whatever are pretty cool. Well, it's four, and then the one guy right. dies immediately. And then yeah, uh, the, this lead girl character is cool. I like her. Yeah. And so I, I like that. And I like the extra action of this one, but I feel like the first one was better in like keeping this thing more grounded where you go, okay, this is still somewhat believable. And now we're just completely mm. into a, a totally <laughs> hyperbolic, to unbelievable situation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So they're, they're basically both the same. They're, I feel like the first one is more of a, 
thing that you would watch uh, alone or in a small group or something. And mm-hmm. the, the second one is much more of a group watch or a, a theater watch kind of thing or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Uh, but to, still definitely cool. Like there, there are movies that I've watched more. Well, not the second one, obviously, but the first one I've watched more than once on my own before even doing this. So yeah, I could see myself watching the second one again for sure. Sure, especially if the kind of want to and try and and pick out some stuff. Recap, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, still pretty good. I I I was almost expecting to like the second one better because I thought that it was going to fill in some of the blanks. But like we said, it it just went a different direction. So yep, no big deal. But that will be that for the first half here. So we'll take our break. And when we come back, we will discuss our second half of six movies. of three movies here and I am going to kick this one off with a movie that I picked that was something that I had seen before and that for one reason or another I love uh, maybe a little bit strong to say love but uh-huh. I feel like I I feel like I kind of love this movie okay okay and that that movie is Cabin Fever from 2002 and our IMDb synopsis says a group of five college students, a.k.a. college kids, college kids, (laughs) (laughs) rent a cabin in the woods and begin to fall victim to a horrifying flesh-eating virus, which attracts the unwanted attention of the homicidal locals. Uh, All right. So I I think just in the synopsis, the the homicidal locals thing, I feel like is it comes so late in the movie. I'm sorry. It does, but it's just... (laughs) Such a great payoff, though. It's so funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Are you still laughing about my college kids thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I put that in there? I do. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That's uh, another behind the curtain thing when I edit the shows. I I never tell Marco anything that I'm going to put into them. So then when he listens, all the if there is any clips or songs or whatever, it's all a, yeah. much a surprise. Oh, it is always. I always text you right after. I'm like, I love it. I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the the locals isn't like a huge thing in this one, but um, it kind of comes in later. It's it's more about the conflict within these kids as the virus kind of starts to spread in there. They're having yeah. this like. Do we help? Do we hinder? Do we right. fucking run away? Do we stay? Do we, you know, it's, it's a lot of inner conflict between mm-hmm. this group of, of five basically terrible people that are completely <laughs> unlikable. <laughs> okay, first off, th- this is a group of friends that they're not compatible. None of these, they're not compatible at all. Like, yeah, they I'm all not, hate I, each other. Well, they're just, yeah, they all have like different they're like different people altogether and doesn't seem like a group of friends it just looks like here's your straight guy here's your um you know harder edge guy here's your doofus here's your asshole here's your i mean i know every group yeah, of friends yeah. has that but not to that extreme where it's like i mean tenfold but again i don't i don't want to start on negative but i'm just saying it's funny how sometimes you look at this group of friends and right away you're like these guys wouldn't be friends in real life they would all hate each other it wouldn't be going yes, to like yeah, yeah, yeah. cabin by themselves. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's probably my biggest gripe of this whole thing is just the the characters themselves are all pretty much shit heel in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. That they're either annoying or they're stupid or the they're intentionally the bad person of the group. Like mm-hmm. you just you you really have nobody to root for in this movie. Which no, I wanted is, them all to die. Is fine because <laughs> well, yeah. And I feel like you can pull that off better in a comedy than you can in a serious movie. Yes, yes. Um, you know, this is almost to a, a parody type level, but not quite there. there it's it's there like on times, the doorstep of parody yeah, level. There is times where you have to pause and look up the um, the description. Is this a horror comedy? You know, but that's yes, yeah, yeah. that's Eli Roth for you. He has that kind of sense of humor. Sure, um, and this is the first him. one that he made. Yeah. So it, you, you can kind of see that he's ironing out a lot of creases in this one mm-hmm. as well. So. Mm-hmm. He's really fine-tuning his shit-heel characters. <laughs> yes. Which has always been sort of the knock on him, is that his characters are all... He, he writes great premises with shit-heel characters. Yeah, yeah. Just people that you don't want to root for, so <laughs> at least it's at least you can laugh about them dying. <laughs> well, if that's his intention, <laughs> then it's working, right? So. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean... I, I love a lot of things about this movie. Like, the comedy is, is great... Uh, yeah. And I, I had mentioned that it's like a family favorite. Like my son and I have little inside jokes from this movie that we'll, we'll <laughs> joke about or whatever. And, uh-huh. uh, but as, as much as a piece of shit Bert is, we fucking always laugh about just <laughs> how much of a shithead that he is. Like all the stuff that he says is just hilarious to us it, when we watch this. It, We've watched it a bunch of times together. Exactly. He and plays so we, in, we'd uh, laugh about that for sure. He, he played in that movie, Detroit Rock City. Have you seen that? I... I think I saw it like a super fucking long time ago. Yeah, the Kiss movie. Uh, he he yes, was in yeah. it. He was. I think that was probably one of his first movies. I think, but uh, um, he has that stupid smile in that in that movie and this movie too. But yeah, he's that he's that uh, not so smart, just jar not jarhead, but like a like a just a like a meathead. Yeah, a a, a bro. He's a bro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a meathead and just yeah. He. Yeah. I'm gonna kill some squirrels. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. I know the. That was great, too, because it's like the, the fucking gun. It's like, what is that? Oh, it's a BB gun. And then yeah. he shoots it off and it's it's like a fucking live round. Yeah. And he just like, laughs. He goes, yeah. what kind of BB gun is that? Yeah, exactly. It's clearly not a BB gun. Yeah. 
And uh, they're like, I'm going to shoot squirrels. Why? Because they're gay? And they're like, yes, they're you're gay. an asshole. Exactly. He's like, I'm just kidding. I don't care if they're gay or not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot them anyways. I could shoot them anyways. Yeah, it's just great. Like, I know. The, the, the stuff like that is, is what up. kills us, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Uh, but I mean, there's there's a lot of funny stuff, and there's great, uh, you know, just practical. So it's this flesh-eating virus type of thing that's, mm-hmm. that's contracted through the water. So there's a lot of people getting it and slowly starting to deteriorate and fall apart a little bit more and a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff with that. A lot of gross skin, mm-hmm. um, skin falling off effects and skin peeling and skin melting type shit. So yeah, of course. Uh, but what about, I mean, I know you said you had saw this one before. Uh, no, no, I've I, never I, seen, I, I've never seen oh, it. Oh, you hadn't like, seen this one? No, this is my first watch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so what did you think of this one? I, uh, I enjoyed it, dude. It was funny. Like it, I enjoyed it for, again, what I love the flesh eating virus thing. Um, mm-hmm. the title threw me off a little bit, cabin fever, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 it just, it threw me off a little bit. I was expecting something else. Cause again, I, I've never, I had, this is my first watch on this. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, the flesh eating virus was great. I love that that aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. Again, if I was going to nitpick stuff, you know, again, yeah, he's, you know, I think if uh, if you're writing shitty characters to to hate, then it, they worked. Because I yes. the first scene, I, the very first scene, I, I go, I want all of them to die in that jeep. I want all of them to die. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert. They yeah. kind of all do. So. They kind of all do, and it's great. Um, <laughs> but also, it's like the, they get they're going up there for the week or something. They rent this cabin, and then uh, when one of them gets sick or they get attacked by the the sick guy, they it's like none of them left. They just stayed put. Like I know that. Um, they got the 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 truck was uh with damage and stuff, but like, they just took their friend, threw her in the shed. You're infected, and we're gonna go over here now, okay, and continue our week. Not literally continuing their weekend, but almost like instead of you know taking off on foot, going down to the nearest town, you know, and and getting help. Yeah, <laughs> I know they were supposed to be watching her, and they are off like fucking in one of the bedrooms, and the yeah, dog starts <laughs> chewing at the door and is about to get in and. They're like, oh, we should probably go help her, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, fucking you know, asshole. It's like, well, she's already sick. Like, what? Are, I mean, is that going to spoil our weekend? I mean, we could just yeah. party some more. And yeah. And right before uh, Rider Storm banged that chick, he was like finger blasting that other chick while she was asleep. Oh, and my God. that's how I found out that, that she was. So he sexually assaults the one girl, finds out she's <laughs> infected, throws her in the thing. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm the nice guy because I was in Boy Meets World. Right. I'm the nice it's guy. Like, Get out of here, permission. you fucking rapist. Piece of he shit. He, was, he totally molested her. <laughs> I know she's he, sleeping. And he's just, he was fingering uh, her leg. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you're so wet. Oh, that's inside of your skin. That's that's a different thing. That's your melted leg. I was. Fingering. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. That's great. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> and then he cheats on her because they were supposed to, like he was supposed to hook up with her or that whatever. And then he's like, and he cheats on her with the other or not cheats but you know has sex yeah, with the other one. The other girl, he, yeah pours listerine on his penis that was great <laughs> i know well because the whole time that's the th- the thing is they think that it's through human contact and it's all waterborne right. yeah you know and, and they, like they kind of make it like a little bit too obvious in some scenes where it's like yeah they yeah. show somebody drinking something and then they zoom in on the water glass and it's like dun yep. dun dun 
Isn't that like ev- yeah? Exa- isn't it like every man though? Like we're all. Uh, it might be through human contact, but if a woman wants to have sex, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll just you like, know, yeah, I'll douse just, myself. Or rubbing alcohol on my dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just to get some, and then we're you know not a life-threatening disease that uh, you know is gonna kill you. So mm-hmm. that, that that was yes, funny. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was funny. But you know, dude, I I did. I liked it. I was I um. I enjoyed it. I, I liked the premise of it. I thought the uh, the, sure, the yeah. melting people were great, dude. I was it was fun, man. I liked it a lot. I did. Um, yeah, and you get a couple other stuff little is weird. Fun. Yeah, like the nitpicking. You get stuff some weird, we like odd stuff, right? Yeah, it's just fun because it's funny. It's not like ruins mm-hmm. the movie kind of stuff. It just it just works. So, right. Um, well, then you get these these like offshot characters where they they travel outside. Like they go to the the general store and you have. Yeah. The fucking weird kid that bites people and does air karate. <laughs> the air karate the, at the end was great. I know, and then you have the uh, the farmer lady that cuts the pig open and it's all rotted inside, and she flips out, and then she's like, "Oh, you're not with them? Okay, I'll be nice to you then." Like, yeah, yeah. She starts beating the shit out of the pig. Yeah, because it's all it's rotten. rotted. <laughs> right. And yeah. so it's it's cool because they they kind of expand out the story a little bit, but yes. not like they they show you that it's it's growing a little bit, but it's not super overt and, and like obnoxious about it right other than the the zooming in on the water glass and going dun 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 yeah yep yep the, the obvious so. plot devices you know right um okay so the to me because we're because this is a very character heavy uh uh movie to me the best character in the entire thing was the cop the the young cop. Oh yeah, Deputy Winston. Yeah. Deputy Winston was hilarious. Absolutely. I know he's pretty funny. He's at the he's at this the at the yeah, at one point he's at the party a party and he goes, hey, "I haven't found out that underage drinking party yet." You know, but he's there. He's at the party. It's just, yeah, he's um, trying to hook up with the girls and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or when he when he comes out and the the girls in the house and he's like, "Oh, you got a chick here, huh, man?" Yeah. He's like she comes out and he goes, "Oh, just go back inside and drink a big forty, man. Yeah, You'll be fine." Exactly. I thought at first he was um, like placating, you know, just like, "Go ahead, you crazy kids. You're gonna, you're out here, you know, whatever. Just go ahead and get drink your forties. But yeah, yeah, no, funny shit. Yeah, dude. Deputy Winston's awesome. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And uh, it, at first, I was, again, it, it, it when at first it was kind of taking me out. I'm like, "What am? What is this? Is this a comedy? Because it's funny as hell." But mm-hmm. then there's real serious moments too, you know, and. uh but you come to to uh, the whole ending thing with the cops are are kind of like that. We'll just clean them up, you know. When they go to the hospital, and the hospital is like, we can't, we don't know what to do here. And the cop, and the sheriff is like, well, we'll just handle it, and sends out Deputy Winston to pick up the kids to go bury them or kill or burn, you know, clean up the mess kind of deal. You know, yes. they're kind of yeah, sadistic, yeah. but they're in their, you know. Uh, well, and they even uh, they they ended it in a way that can continue it. And there's I don't know all the story, but there's some sort of fuckery that went on with the second movie where it was supposed to be something and it mm-hmm. got shut down halfway through and the guy directing it quit and whatever so i don't know ah. i saw it and it's kind of it's kind of a mess and and like way over the top um almost not worth watching but yeah yeah not like terrible but i don't know it's 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 weird but uh they, they left it open-ended where you know they send winston out to go grab the kid and the kid shows up at the party and he ends up fucking dumping him in the the like water supply area or whatever the water filtration thing or something right yes so they showed that he dumped him off yes 
And he's and like, that, oh, did you take care of Oh, yeah, yeah, I got rid of him and, and, and took care of it. And so basically he just contaminated the whole water supply by throwing the dead kid in the that's right. filtration place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At the end, everybody's drinking the water that or the lemonade that was made from the water that the mm-hmm. that the infected body was in. So, yeah, great. I love those kind of endings. I love those kind of open yes, endings yeah, yeah. like that. And it, it, yeah, well, we just saw that in Piranha and, um, yeah. and Slugs, right? So Yeah, Slugs. Remember in um, uh, even um, uh, It's Alive? With the we saw mm-hmm. the baby and all of a sudden there was you know another case and so it's like worldwide you know it's vi- wider right, spread right. I like that stuff where the movie concentrates yeah. on this local isolated thing but at the end you find out it's worldwide I, I like that yeah yeah that's cool yeah it's it's a good um, a, a good like rewatch kind of thing and mm-hmm. and and fun it's just tough to get over how <laughs> obnoxious the people can be yeah but. I think after watching it a bunch of times, we've started to like it's I related to back to when you're like a kid when I watch this with my son or, or whatever, or watch mm-hmm. it with myself, you, car- you carve out this role for the people where you go like, yeah. oh, OK, it, it's like watching a, a Scooby Doo or something. Right. Or it, you had mentioned it before. Like, here's the smart one. Here's the stupid one. Here's the obnoxious <laughs> yeah. one or whatever, you know. And yeah. so, yeah, you, you find your attachment to them in that way. Mm-hmm. But they all, in the end of the day, ended up being kind of shitty. So you don't feel bad about them dying. So I guess in a way it works comedically right. too. Because if it's a comedy and then they all die and you're like, oh, well, that was kind of a bummer though. That sort of <laughs> right. ruined the fun. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you can like, find a reason you want all of them to be gone. Yeah, exactly. Because it was starting to set up this love interest thing where it was like, you know, two of the pure people that were at this party. And then none of them were, they all, and like I said, all end up being assholes and uh, doing shitty yeah. things to each other and stuff. And it's like, okay, <laughs> they're all dead. I mean, I guess the blonde girl wasn't really bad. She was more just, I don't know, she was obnoxious. Like, she was annoying and she was kind of, you know, re- leading the other guy on for all yeah, this time. And, yeah, exactly. And friend zoning him and stuff. Friend zoning him. That's in You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kiss you just to see how it was. Okay, and then right. and then just kind of like do it like a half-ass kiss and then swim away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. All right, so obviously I, I can roll into the saying that I, I I love this movie just based on the fact that it's grown as a, a favorite in the household and, and something that we joke about and nice. We'll have sort of inside jokes with some of the lines and that kind of thing, so that adds a little bit to it. But yeah, definitely, it definitely is flawed and. Again, with uh, we've mentioned this a bunch of times in these series, where the, these movies are, by being a comedy movie, they're sort of protected from following normal right. convention. And you go like, okay, well, that shit's like, like this, and it's stupid because of the fact that it's comedy. And right. So, you know, you try not to get too wrapped up in pointing out flaws in comedy movies. Right. But uh, I still I give it a, a an eight out of ten. I don't know why I couldn't remember that it was an 8 out of 10. <laughs> um, I'm echoing that, dude. 100% an 8 out of 10 for me, too. Um, it's it's one of those things where, like I said, my first nice. watch. Yeah, my first watch, I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely watch this again. And I'll definitely mm-hmm. watch this with friends, like a group setting. Um, mm-hmm. Or if it's on, you know, if I, if I see it on again, I don't even want to see I won't even seek it out. I'll just watch it. It is one of those movies where, I, like, I, I'm glad I got to see it um, and appreciate it again. Didn't take it ultimate or ultra serious because it's not that kind of movie. It it had half and half. You know, the comedy kind of brings it back down to that level of okay, I get it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. And and again, if you have, I mean, there's it's quotable. It's a quotable movie too, and uh, yeah. the characters are memorable. Uh, mo- most all of them are. I mean, you right. know, even the I shitty l- ones. So 
And I, I like that it, it has a bit of a Halloween feel, like it's a cabin yes. in the woods, but mm-hmm. a, at a fall time, it doesn't feel like a summer right. movie so much, you know? It's it's more of a fall. They have them sitting around the fire and stuff and right, right. cooking marshmallows and shit. Yeah. I know they, they have that cool campfire story where he talks about the... The bowling alley, the bowling guy. alley massacre. Yeah, that was see, that was cool. You know, and, and then and I like Bert how just they keeps like laughing so. about everything. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. He's he's laughing at the most inappropriate times. Inappropriate I know. She's like, times. Bert, you're an asshole. Shut up, you fucking slut. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's the only <laughs> one that went up there without a girl. That's true. I couldn't yeah. imagine that he would have a no a girlfriend. Doesn't seem like the type. No, no. All right. Well. I'm glad that you liked that one. I didn't. I yeah, I did. For some reason, that you had seen it. No, no, it was on the list. Like, I, uh, like I said, I, I, it was probably real brief. Where we were going through it, I so, said, you know, I, mm, I, I haven't seen perfect. Cabin Fever. Nice. Yeah, and I've, I've heard that the remake thing is kind of stupid, but I've heard Eli Roth talk about why he signed off on it, mm. and that he was a little bit behind it, and, and allegedly the thing that I heard from him that makes me semi interested is that he had to make changes from his original script where this one is based on what his original script actually was. Oh, I see. For some reason. I I don't know what the specifics are, but that's what my memory is serving me from hearing him talk about it on somebody's podcast. I see. Okay. So so I might be interested in checking it out, but I feel like it's just going to be kind of a pale comparison. So Sure, but it'd be a great compare-contrast kind of thing, like seeing um, what... If it's going to be funny, if it's going to be completely different plots or, or what. We'll have to do a, so. a, a, a bunch of like remake show movies on, on one. Let's do like it. Some that we know are good ones and some that we know are bad ones. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm with it. Like I said, I have my stance on it, but if they have their place, then I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, now we're up to your movie that you had loved, which is one that I also had seen. I'll, I'll just say yeah. right front here. Yeah, this movie, uh, I don't think a lot of people haven't seen it. Uh, I'd be shocked, no, no. you know. And if you haven't seen it, you've been talked about it to death. I'm sure everybody's talking about it. And and again, and there's a reason why I picked it. Um, it is from 1982, Poltergeist. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The synopsis is, a family's home is haunted by a host of ghosts. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty simple. Um, the it's reason fair. why The reason why I put this in the list of have seen and loved is because... This is my go-to fall Halloween movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you know it's fantastic. It's it's done so well that it's a to mm-hmm. me it's a staple in the industry in the horror industry. This is how you do a ghost story or a haunting story. Um, the ramp up is great. The acting is fantastic. Um, the effects are, are amazing. All the Star Wars cameos that are in it, as far as like, the toys. That helps. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. You know Actually, you that that kid has like the most awesome room. Yeah. Just everything in that really like fucking an alien poster. Yeah. Uh, I forget some of the stuff because I didn't write any of it down, but there was a bunch of shit. And I'm watching it. My girlfriend's sitting in the other room, and I go, "Man, this kid's fucking bedroom <laughs> looks like my office. It's like yeah, it's the same thing." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly, I am this, this fucking nine year old boy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Except for that clown. There's no way in hell yeah. I'd have that clown in my room. <laughs> and I'm not a, I'm not like I'm not scared of clowns, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. clowns don't bug me, but that one because of this movie bugs me, you know. Um Sure, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Poltergeist dude is it's a staple, you know, and um mm-hmm. I always want to throw in those kind of things when we talk about especially a list and uh something that I just kind of like 
have such a passionate for the movie or a passion yes, for the yeah, movie yeah. Of, of what it is and, and how it was. And a lot of people say it's a ghost story, you know, and I, and I always explain to it. It's like, you know, the mushy version is it's a family's love that conquers evil. That's exactly what this movie is. That's how they got conquered it. The fact that Caroline, the girl, went missing through this thing and the family, you know, it's like, wow, and put yourself in that shoe, those shoes, right? Like, well, I don't know if you, you know, you might not want to stay in the house if your daughter goes missing you're like oh i guess she's gone let's leave but <laughs> yes yeah. time to move <laughs> time to- just uh, just turn the tv off but we but we can call no no need she's gone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope <laughs> oh man uh, so <laughs> but as a kid uh growing up and watching this movie i felt that like you know what would it be like to be torn apart from your parents like that in the movie you know and um, have them fight for you and then the whole paranormal invest- investigation coming and doing all these things and um, I don't know man it, it's again uh, I think it's really no need to go through the movie because I think this is a staple sure, I yeah, think yeah. everybody's really seen this movie um, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where I'm like I just wanted to revisit it and I've always revisited it it's on every list that I can make as far as a Halloween type or October type movies uh, when everybody says uh, check out this ghost story. I'm like, yeah, but I, I got Poltergeist. Sure, I'm, cool. Yeah. I'm cool. I got. I well, got, the the, yeah. the real like star of this movie is the the production and set design and the yeah. atmosphere. Oh yeah, like all that stuff is is fucking amazing. I mean, all the the crazy scenes with the stuff being moved, the chairs, the right. meat, the you know, all that stuff is fucking right. just the best. And the, yeah. the crazy stuff with the bedroom and the things flying around and flying into the closet, like all that's just fantastic stuff, especially for the yeah. time when they made this. Yep. It yep. was like, wow, this is a fucking masterpiece. And when we were kids watching this, it was even more incredible because we hadn't seen as much of that kind of stuff. Right. So I grew up loving this movie as well, although not going to it quite as often as some of the other ones because mm-hmm. it is a little bit more on the, the family drama side. So as a kid, you're more like, sure, oh, I want the ones that are more funny or you right. know, the, the punchlines, the Ghostbusters and shit, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... I had always liked this one, though, for sure. And I think we, we had talked a little bit about this before, and it may have come up on another show, but we couldn't remember for sure or not. Mm-hmm. But this being credited as Toby Hooper, Toby Hooper directing right. it. Right. And the the legend has it that basically Steven Spielberg directed this, and right. Toby Hooper was just kind of paid to be a stand-in because it was some kind of a contractual or union thing or something where yeah. Steven Spielberg could be a writer and producer, but he couldn't direct for some fucking reason or another. Yeah, he was, he's definitely a credit as a producer. Um, right. But like I was saying, like, you know, when I go through my Toby Hooper movies, that Poltergeist is right there in the headline. And, yeah, the rumor has it, or legend has it, that it's a forced title. Like, he didn't really direct the film. Spielberg really directed mm-hmm. it, and Hooper was second unit maybe sure, or something. Yeah. Or, or had to get the credit. Yeah, there were some logistics going on um, there that gave right, right. Toby Hooper this the credit. Because... It to me, yeah, yeah. Gr- all growing up, I thought Poltergeist was a Spielberg film. I mean, it's it screams Spielberg. It really does. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Know? If if it, he didn't direct it, then it's Toby Hooper doing his Steven Spielberg impersonation. <laughs> and and fantastic, right? But either right, or, yeah. I love both those directors. So yeah. Um, but yeah, a little a little controversy there, um, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool, and uh, maybe that'll co- you know come to light one day, or maybe it will it, it just stay what it is, you know, as. A it, this is a credited Toby Hooper film. So and I and I, I can't remember if I even 
tried to see, you know, the opening credits where it says directed by, I think it does say Toby Hooper. I think it does. Yeah, uh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, my understanding was it was contractual, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure, it could be again. But um, but yeah, it screams Spielberg, uh, you know. Yeah. And then this movie now has this whole crazy mythos about the the curse of the poltergeist oh, yeah. movies where people had died that were in it and stuff and uh-huh. Car- like the girl uh-huh. that played Car- carol ann she died yeah. after making the second movie and yeah the sister died was, and somebody else did she, so. uh her the sister uh was killed by her boyfriend right yeah yeah uh murdered by a boyfriend and then of course the old man in the second film uh died right. uh, the indian dude died from the second film like right after right. i think right after um but yeah, the, yeah, there was that whole thing going on in uh, the Curse of the Poltergeist. The Curse, yeah. I actually like the second and third Poltergeist movies. I don't even fucking remember them honestly. I probably saw the second one. I don't remember it yeah. at all. They're good. They're but, good. They're not. They're not terrible. You know. Um, yeah. The, even the third one was actually pretty good. Sure. Yeah. Um, th- this one, it it goes under that sort of legend status though, for sure. Yeah, it where does. It does. It's just something it's, that, um, and it's it's something that is still it still works and mm, can yes. still be it can still be shared like you could it feels timeless you know i could watch this yeah. with my kid i can watch it with like a niece or nephew that's like seven years old like it's not yeah you could watch it with a, a group of adults and they wouldn't be like oh man this is fucking right. wimpy you know did you this watch it with uh, cal did you watch it with your son I did a long time ago, but okay. I didn't just because of time restrictions. We didn't, uh, you know, it's a longer. I'm kind of curious. Like almost two hours long, so. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what his re- what he would like it today for today's standards. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like yeah, yeah, I, I think a good judge of that. I think he. It was probably over a year ago, and I think he was into it, but not super into it. But he was younger, and it's a little bit on the long side, and so right. sometimes it's it's tough, but. Yeah, yeah, it's he a build. It's a definitely a yeah. It's definitely a ramp up. You know, a build up mm-hmm. film. Um, did you happen to see the remake? <laughs> I did not. No. Okay. I, I, I you saw know it. when I when I saw the trailers for it. Yeah. I was kind of remembering Poltergeist as just sort of this like pretty good, but not not one of my like mainstay nostalgia movies. And I was mm. like, well, I I liked Poltergeist, but do I like it enough that I want to see a crappier version of it you know it, what i mean that's so. exactly what it was it was a watered down mm-hmm. just it's just a weaker version of the, a great film you know what i mean like poltergeist mm-hmm. is so good to, to me it's a great film and to a lot of people right. that the remake was like a little bit more just bad like it was like it was like a bad version of it that's all it's right yeah. a bad, a bad and so it wasn't nowadays anything that's that's hollywood and ghosts i'm pretty much not interested in so i know i know because they just i mean anything that i've liked that's been ghost related movies were not mm-hmm. hollywood main theater type movies really yeah maybe yeah. one or two here and there but for the most part that's that's not really no. the ones that i end up liking so i just feel like they have a bunch of lawyers sitting in a room saying if we spend 10 10 million dollars can we get 20 million back okay yeah here yeah. yes and here's how you do it you do this and you snap mm-hmm. you slap a a, a a child's play title on it that's <laughs> you know what i mean right, that's how right. they do it so um but yeah yeah but no i i loved uh this this particular rewatch i really yeah sat and focused and, and and dialed in on it and because I watched it a while ago with Cal, and it's tough sometimes if he's not into it. I'm trying to kind of <laughs> right. stay attached to it, but also make sure that he keeps paying attention or whatever. And I really enjoyed 
this this watch and just kind of picking apart a lot of those mm-hmm. little scene elements and, and kind of like I was doing with Cat's Eye where I'm, I'm watching some of the stuff and now as an older and more experienced eye of, of things in movies going like, man, that was really cool that they, they did all this stuff right. practically or for the most part practically or with just like layered green screen filming or whatever. Right. And it, it all like looks so cool that the tree stuff is yeah. awesome. It hold, just the uh, look of that tree itself. Is yeah, like, I know. They had to make that fucking thing. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, it, it holds up. It just, it just holds up, you know, and um, mm-hmm. the, the, the pool with the dead bodies coming through it, you know, the, 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 mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And the, the aspect of that spirit world where Caroline was in and like she was, you know, running through the, it was just it's like, it was such a great, like I get goosebumps even talking about it. Cause I, again, it's just one of those movies where you're like, perfect. It's perfect. It's, it is, you said, like I said, legend status where, um, when yes. I give you my rating, I don't want it to hold it. Cause it's like one of those things where you put like an, a grade A, you know, uh, movie into this thing where, if we if we had a competition just for the mere mention of it i have to put it's like i can't put it lower than any you know what i mean i i can't put it any other film above it <laughs> yeah yeah it's a hard it's a hard time but i but i'm glad that um it's in our list right and and we get the iconic line of of don't go into the light from this exactly i mean we Caroline, see that at least don't once go a, into the light we see it at least once a month i mean yeah <laughs> Usually when I when I say it, it's referencing the South Park episode when <laughs> Cartman fought the little person, <laughs> and then he was beating the little person up, and he made him say, Carol Ann, don't yeah. go into the light. <laughs> Carol Ann. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay, you win. Say uncle. Uncle. <laughs> now say, Carol Ann, don't go into the light. Carol Ann, don't go into the light. <laughs> That's my reference of of the the line. If it makes it to South Park, it's got to be pop culture. Of course, of course, of course. That's great. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll give my okay. thoughts here and rating. So I'll start with uh, my rating for this one. I give it a seven and a half. And the main reason I was almost a little higher on this, and mm-hmm. the problem for me. Is at this point in my life, I, I struggle with which you, you had called out perfectly the the concept of like family love working together sure. conquers all <laughs> obstacles or whatever and like it's yeah yeah it's such a hard thing and I, I've I've opened up a little bit on on other shows and whatever about just yeah how the the family environment is is hard for me to get in touch with because it's something that I you know I. I was hoping to have and didn't have and, right. and now is like when I see that in movies I'm like fuck this family <laughs> they're all happy and shit where's it's the collector bitches. come in and yeah, right. torture that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> nail these motherfuckers to the wall exactly <laughs> <laughs> there we go that's how I gotta look at the collector <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> he's taking out happy families there you go see um, but no it's, it's still I mean it's amazing for the accomplishment of it and mm. whether it's Steven Spielberg pretending to be Toby Hooper or Toby Hooper pretending <laughs> to be Steven Spielberg or right. whatever the fuck it is yeah yeah it looks fantastic it feels like you know like E.T. or any of these movies from that time period yeah that Spielberg did uh, you know you got the the music is is great with this and it, mm-hmm. you know it's it's just a, an iconic 80s style movie yeah um, and and for being a ghost possession type of thing it still isn't completely lost on me because the atmosphere is so strong and the characters and everything and the set design is so good of it right 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 oh uh everything that you said um i'm i i always put this this is one of my top 
movie. I don't think it's on my top ten list of all time movies. I, but it does make the list, and then I slowly check it off, you know. But it's up there mm-hmm. in at least top ten or uh, fifteen to twenty. Um, I give this a nine. Again, I don't want it to obscure other movies that um, we've been doing this list as like a winner of the week and stuff because it is to me in that legend status where it's like untouchable. You know, how dare you make a remake and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I never really thought about that sometimes like where, where, um, you know, I might come across or come into mindset of a movie that I grew up with because of the the family environment that I grew up with or whatever or or continue to have – I don't it's it's funny cuz it's like I had I had a you know you know pretty good childhood growing up and everything. Yes. Sure, um, yeah. I grew up in and I just like you I got divorced. I have a, I have my son and it's just me and my son. Um I'm from you know I'm a single father. Uh, stuff like so I never really had that bonded, you know, family thing to myself. I grew up with it but I had it to myself, but I still mm-hmm. do want the collector to come and kill people. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yes, yeah. I still want, like it, even though I had that, I still want the collector to come and mindlessly kill people. It, <laughs> it, that might be a an imbalance somewhere, but um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but uh, like I said, this it's it's hard pressed to find any flaws in this movie. You know what I mean? Besides uh, dating or, or yes, maybe yeah, some yeah. of the acting, whatever it is, but like, and that could be like nitpicking. And when you get to nitpicking stage, that's, that's a good stage to get into because now it's uh minor things that might kind of not, you know, uh, live up to its hype or whatever. But I think that, uh, this is why like, again, uh, and I'll get off of this. This is why I have a problem with the remix. Cause if people grew up watching the new poltergeist that came out and they didn't ever saw the old one, and that bugs me so much because of how good the old one is or the, the original one is. And if they grew up like, yeah, I saw it. I didn't like it. It's like, oh, my God, you didn't – you just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, <laughs> yes, you, don't, yeah. you don't get it. But uh, um, because the new one doesn't do it justice. It really doesn't do it justice. It's not terrible, but it's not the original. You know what I mean? Though It's funny. It's like sure. uh, I said this, too, on another show. It was like uh, if you are trying to recapture the magic of the original, then – to me just watch the original film and move on from it and make something completely different you know something else why are you trying to recapture it watch the original <laughs> you know what i mean because you're gonna yeah, get yeah. criticized for for even attempting it and you're never gonna come close to the original but anyway um yeah. well yeah if they're not doing so, something new what's the point yeah you know it's we, we want to capture the original polar i say well then why don't you just reissue Poltergeist in the movie theaters? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. simple solution. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but no, it's it's. I don't fault anything technically in this movie. Like I said, it's just the enjoyment level for me lowers because I have sort of that cynical asshole attitude yeah. about things <laughs> to a certain extent, and so it's it's weird. I hear for you me in a lot of ways. So I hear you. Yeah, but like, I'm getting better know. about it. I'm I'm not. Uh, I hear you. Two yeah, years you, ago, I would have been like, "Fuck this movie." Yeah, he like, <laughs> you know, um, oh, the daughter's gone. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, she was just gonna grow up to be a little bitch, anyways. <laughs> what was she like? Five? Give her like twelve years, and you'll fucking hate her, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Which the TV would possess her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I'll put you back in the TV. Yeah, exactly. You just roll a TV at her bedside every night. It's like it's, <laughs> hey, I'm just, you know. I'm trying. <laughs> That's funny. Dude. I I love the um. There was a couple things. It, the the TV on the floor thing that they had, and so when yeah. you know back in the day, you had to lay with your on your stomach with your 
head at the yes. foot of the bed so that you could watch TV in bed because they yes. just had those 900-pound TVs that had to sit on the floor because no table I was know. strong enough to hold them. I know. And no person exactly. was strong enough to lift them. So actual piece of furniture. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then they had the the thing where the TV signs off and goes to static. And I'm, I'm yeah, not the too young to not remember that actually happening. National Anthem. I actually do yeah. remember that on certain stations. Um, mm-hmm. I think around midnight or one or two o'clock more, because honestly, like I was the kid that stood that when my parents went to bed, I was, I, I was watching TV. I, I loved like sci-fi channel, right? I loved uh, just, just every, just TV. And, um, I would watch movies and I would get lost in time and I was just watching all of a sudden that it would actually play the national anthem and then go, um, white noise or it would do the, the, the color spectrum kind of thing you know and then come back yes, on yeah. at like five o'clock in the morning or whatever but i do remember it very briefly vaguely because it didn't carry mm-hmm. on but it was like very early 80s when i did that stuff sure yeah, yeah all right so we will move on to our final movie which is a 2018 selection and that mm-hmm. is also going to be introduced by you yes so um you and i both seen this movie and loved it i think a lot of people loved it and it's a quiet place uh 2018 and the synopsis is, in a post-apocalyptic world, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. And yeah, that's that's a great synopsis. I think that nails it. Um, I like the fact... Okay, so we're not going to get yes. into spoilers because this is a brand... This is still a new film, you know, uh, newer to a lot of yeah, people that haven't seen it. We won't spoil everything. Right. So the, the whole thing about living in silence... Um, these people are forced to we follow a family that's forced to live in silence. You make one noise, the monsters outside will will hunt you down and, and get you. Now, the movie doesn't do um, that much explaining on why this is happening. It's just you're you're thrust into this world. It 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 is what it mm-hmm. is. You're boom. You're you're living with this family who has adapted this lifestyle in the woods somewhere, where they put down um, like they use cotton swabs or pieces of fabric for like game pieces you know to create zero noise um the kicker though the the real horror of this is they're having a baby um and yes i mean for god's sake how do the hell do you and that's a great premise right like how the hell do you get a brand new baby into this world where you cannot make a sound right um Mm -hmm. again without spoiling it you know they they the family does find a way how to do this and it's very creative i think it's very innovative in ways of doing this and uh you know it's done very mm-hmm. well now um people made the uh comparison to tremors have you seen tremors have you seen that thing where it says uh, a quiet place is tremors and, and then when you watch that it really makes you believe like holy shit it is <laughs> i actually have never seen that one that's that's one of my one of my like i should have seen by now movies and i've never seen oh yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah i have okay. not seen okay, tremors yeah. but i basically know what it's about i mean i'm not yeah i'm not uh ignorant to the concept of tremors i know oh, sure. what it is so cool well yeah uh, but yeah it's it's all sound driven they can't see they can't smell right it's all just just sound driven and it seems like the creatures aren't um that they just kill like they're just some sort of an organic mm-hmm. creature there's some sort of alien or something they're not like a robot or anything or, right and it just it just fucking jacks people, and uh, we don't even know if they actually eat them or what. But uh, either way, it, it fucking pretty much is instantly super fast on you, and just yes. and just jacks you, and you have no chance. Yeah, there's um a great scene, and this is in the preview, so it's not really a spoiler. It was in the it was in one of the previews where, um, you see uh 
oh my god, I can't remember his name now. The uh, the the lead um, the lead guy he was he was walking with his kid. Uh, and well, his name is his name is John Krasin- Krasinski. Ah, Krasinski. Thank like you. That. Yes, yes, yes. So John Krasinski from I the might Office be saying fame. That wrong. Yeah, it's it. Krasis- Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah. Um, office <laughs> fame. <laughs> um, he he wrote this or he directed this movie too. Him and his wife wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, d- directed it and starred in it. So that was really cool to see. But uh, um, there's a scene uh, that I go to a lot of times where where was really cool it was in the previews where he's walking and all of a sudden he comes across this old man who's pretty much had it in this world and he, and John Krasinski's character yeah, knows exactly that, like, what his wife he's got do. killed. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And so the guy just screams out loud and then John takes off and then the aliens or the, the creatures come and um you know kill him instantly like that rip him apart and stuff so mm-hmm. it's just like ultra they're like around you all the time but you just cannot make a sound so imagine living in that kind of world and what would you do and how would you adapt that and how yes, would you yeah. bring a newborn baby into that world you know that's yes, uh yeah. complicate things even more yeah so i think one of the things that's cool with this movie is for being you know, mostly a silent movie. It's not really that silent. Like they do a really good job right. of mixing in atmospheric music and, and sound effects yeah. and other things to kind of fill in the, the emptiness of it. Right. And then we do get a little bit of a part where there is some talking and stuff, but mostly it's all with sign language, which they introduced that the, one of the daughters is deaf. And right. so they had all learned sign language, which I read somewhere that in real life, that actress is actually deaf and that she oh, okay. her her family had done something similar where they made everyone learn sign language so that I'm sure it's like a common thing with, uh-huh. with deaf people. I don't know any deaf people, but they the, basically everyone in the family will learn sign language, the brothers and the sisters and stuff. So that way the kid doesn't feel excluded from anything and they all right. can communicate and shit. So, right, right. Right. Um, so that was kind of cool that they all knew sign language, which comes in super fucking helpful Yeah, when you're not allowed to talk. So, but the exactly. the dad is is very like hyper all ultra protective and mm-hmm. and hypersensitive to everything and just knows what he has to do and and how to try and keep everything as controlled as possible. And so we see him really struggling with trying to control every circumstance. But you're in a right. world with children and, and yeah. unpredictability and stuff, and you just can't fucking do that. So yep, it yep. becomes the struggle for him where he wants to still feel some sort of connection but he can't really let his guard down he's got to always be the you know all business basically so exactly very stressful and they, they convey all this without really any fucking talking so yeah no it's it's done really good like it's 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 mm-hmm. a good movie you know it really is and um it, it i think it deserves the praise that it, that it got from um mm-hmm. you know was it was it the academy stuff like academy award stuff was it that they got some uh oh i don't know i don't praise because think it, so but i could be wrong because it's sure. one of those movies that it came out this it's credited for 2018 but for like academy purposes it came out late last year you know with the independent stuff or, or not independent but to get in that circuit i think so um i heard that it got a lot yeah, of I, good praise to it so yeah i don't see anything on imdb but that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but no, I mean, it got, it got tons of great reviews and it made a shitload of money. A bunch of people went to see it and went to see it again. And yeah, uh, it was very successful for sure. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, as far as anything. And so when I put this on the list, I knew that I 
liked it and that you had liked it as well. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a, a little bit of a softball for us. But oh, sure. It was something that I felt like would be good to talk about in this format because it's, it's again, another kind of simple setting. and Yeah. And uh, there's not a lot that actually happens, but somehow it doesn't really feel that boring either. Right. So it's it's kind of cool that way too, I think. Right, because like from A to Z, right, from the beginning of the film mm-hmm. to the uh, end of the film, yeah, there's some things that happen, you know, but nothing uh, like like story driven, earth shattering, where it needs uh, this, this explanation plot, you know, you, you yeah, need yeah, uh, a, a tick class and to understand it, you know what I mean? So it's more um, tension building than than anything else, really. It's not like a ton of action. Oh, my, yeah, it's more exactly. building tension. Well, exactly. So. Like, like if you ex- describe this movie to somebody, you you you, you, mm-hmm. you tell them, look, you can't make a sound, but guess what? Your wife's pregnant, and she's due like any minute. So, how do you do that? Right. You know what I mean? So that's that's like the um, major catalyst of this movie. To the the like. For yeah, the yeah. Right. Uh, as as far as uh, nitpicks, I don't know. Did you have any any obvious flaws? I have a few things that kind of bothered me, but nothing um, that really wrecks the movie. But just stuff that. Like, this is a super serious movie, and it's very kind of airtight, and there's a few things that are just sort of glaring to me that I'm like, what? But uh, anything for you in particular? God, um, without giving any spoilers, um, <laughs> not necessarily, no. Uh, because there was one thing what I wanted to, like I said, without without trying to, like, curb my words here. Um, it's The movie, what it does good and then also kind of flawed a little bit is that it tries to explain some of the why, why we're here into this world. Um, right. But uh, but also, it's also to me one of those movies where because of the setting, you don't need expo. You can headcanon this. You can really headcanon it, uh, mm-hmm. um, the whole thing. Really can. It, it's just monsters. You know, there's it's like that history of evolution. You know, it's like something bigger took out the humans. End of story. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to overcomplicate. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. And I yeah, yeah. Felt sometimes they, it, you know, they tried to, but uh, but it did it yeah, in very. Yeah, I, th- I think they tried. Yeah, I think they tried to show stuff without without full on having an exposition dump. Right. But I get what you're saying. Like they 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 made it obvious a couple times through a couple different ways mm-hmm. of what the situation was, but they didn't tell you too much about leading up to it, right. like the. There's a little bit of newspaper articles or something, but there was no yeah, yeah, real yeah. preamble or this is where they came from or right, right. here's the spaceship crashing into Earth or some <laughs> shit like that. So yeah, yeah, nothing that obvious, but yeah, um, no. So my couple of nitpicks. One of my biggest ones was the fact that this is more just one of those where you go, if it was me, mm-hmm. but so they. They have this this farmhouse, or I don't know whether they owned it or whatever in the first place, but somehow they end up shacked up at this farmhouse, this big barn, and all this property and stuff that they have pretty well controlled. Right. And within not that long of a walk is some sort of a, a stream and this big waterfall. Oh, And enough yeah. stuff that, that covers up the noise so that they can actually communicate with each other. Right. And, and have a little bit more functionality without having to be, you know, pin drop quiet. Right. But... Nobody else knows about this in the family except the dad until all right. of a sudden one day he brings the son to this place and then talks to him. Right. And I'm like, dude, why you didn't bring this kid here and the, and the wife and everyone and, and come. I mean, what else have you guys got to do all fucking day long except sit around and do nothing? Just yeah. walk over the waterfall, sit for a few hours, talk, enjoy yourself, not have yeah. to worry about it and then fucking go back home. Yeah, 100 percent right. 
And uh, <laughs> knowing that, you would try to create that environment so you can live in that kind of stuff where you create the noise out, mm -hmm. the natural noises outside of you. So, yeah, live in next to a waterfall or, you know, in a Yeah, start world, building some sort of an additional shelter or something in yeah. that place where you can spend some time there, too, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was just weird to me that he never told the kid about it or yeah, anything. Yeah, it was a that... secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all of a sudden, but and somehow the kid knew that he had to go there, but right because it was like, oh, you have to go help your dad on this trip, and he's like, I don't want to go, I'm scared. But like, right, it's like a rite of passage almost, like uh, like they. Yeah, had, then he he yeah. goes, and it's I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my other nitpicks was the fucking nail in the stairs. Oh God. Okay. I'm like, okay, so. The, the dad is so meticulous about every single detail in the house, but somehow there's just randomly a nail pounded up through the bottom of the step in yeah. the middle of the step yeah. that's just bent over. Yeah. He was like, ah, oh, no need to pull that nail out. I'm just going to bend that shit over. That'll be fine. Right. No one's going to step on that. Get, she gets a laundry bag <laughs> caught on it and it, it bends the nail straight up and then she steps on it. So yeah, yeah. I was like, come on, really? That and you can retarded. see that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you can see that scene coming a mile away, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and to me, I'm just like, he's, he, he goes over everything with such a fine tooth that all these like things are set up, uh, you know, he has the box set up at this place with the trap and the, uh, the right. fireworks and right. the distractions and all these things set up for safety nets. Yeah. But like, why was that nail even there in the first place? Yeah. Who just puts a nail on the fucking stairs <laughs> like that? He <laughs> just true. like get some old wood that had nails in it and was like, this is good for stairs. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. It was just a weird circumstance. Yeah. That felt kind of shoehorned in there it for was. no reason. It definitely was. It was. It was to shoehorned. Be like, was... Oh, we need to show some blood. Like, here's our blood. Right. Right. Um, that was that was a little bit weird. And then the one thing that I don't know that I wanted explained, but it just kind of gives me a little bit of pause is that somehow these aliens create interference with electrical fields that that hurts their their super sensitive hearing. Right. Or at least maybe that was the way they were portraying it. But whenever it got around the radio equipment or the girl's hearing aid, mm -hmm. then it would it would you know make this high pitched shrieking sound, right? And then the alien it was like their creature would be affected by it, right? But I'm like, how are they creating electrical interference by being around electricity if they are organic creatures? I don't know. It was it was weird to me. I, I was I was yeah. trying to like piece that together in my head of how they would do that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I don't know, maybe just because they're aliens, they give off some sort of weird energy or something. Could or be. Maybe that was just a, a portrayal of that their overly sensitive hearing is affected by the, the sound of the radio frequencies. Yeah, but it was maybe. also affecting the girl's hearing aid. So I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we I think we are getting a quiet place, too. I think mm -hmm. that, that they've said, like, right after the success of the first one, they went right into production or writing it for the second one. So maybe we're going to get that broader, like we said, where maybe this was the isolated area or isolated story yeah, of this yeah. family. Now we're going to get the broader story, and maybe that'll explain. Maybe we'll see they are aliens, or is it just a mm -hmm. um, a uh, breed of animal that just kind of evolved and took over, you know? Right. But th those were, like, the, the biggest things to me. Mm -hmm. But the, the radio interference thing, at first I was like, well, that's kind of stupid, but whatever. Sure. And then as I thought about it more and watched it again, it's more just one of those things that you just chalk up to, well, I don't really know what this thing is. Maybe it's maybe it's biomechanical. I have no fucking idea. Sure, maybe there's sure. some sort of motor also within these things <laughs> where you know, it's an alien species or something that's, right. that's partially mechanical and partially biological or something. I mean, Like they're all RoboCop or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> The RoboCop Xenomorphs. 
right with yeah. super sensitive hearing <laughs> but yeah a lot of cool practical stuff with the monsters and stuff with, uh, in this movie as well you know yeah. another well done thing and the, the cinematography and the feel and the atmosphere is is fantastic in this movie as well you know which I'll yeah. just I'll, I can uh, kind of spin this into my review here and if it, you yeah. want you can give yeah, yeah. your thoughts so it's uh, everything is so well constructed in this movie and so well done and the, the fact that you feel like you know so much about these characters despite mm-hmm. the very limited dialogue and very limited time spent with them and to me I don't know it was it was very powerful in the fact that the dad just kind of had to be all business and didn't really get the chance to connect and they kind of mm-hmm. you know tugged at that a little bit but they didn't go too far with it and so it's it's nice when they show that there's emotion but they don't go overboard like with hayride where they just keep trying to <laughs> fucking crowbar that shit back in there and like, right hey, here's some more emotional <laughs> stuff like <laughs> talking about love and stuff yeah i know what the, I, i'm pregnant what the fuck <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> so uh. you know those little nitpicks I, I kind of worked most of that out on my own or a lot sure. of it is just kind of my own Interpretation besides the nail, that's just dumb. But I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I didn't that, like that, that scene. It was yeah. just a thing to throw in, just because they needed blood or something. But could be. Uh, still, a very enjoyable movie and something that has a lot of rewatchability. And being a PG thirteen movie, it's something that you can watch with a wide mm-hmm. range of age groups and stuff. And it is uh, just cool. It's it's a it's not as quiet as you would think it was going to be. That was a big fear too, that everyone was like, it's going to be ruined by going to the theater. And it's not as quiet as you think it is. Yeah. What did we say? I don't want to go to the movie theater and listen to people crunch on popcorn. I just don't want to do it. And I, and I did not go see it in a movie theater. I I did it as soon as it came on like direct TV on demand. I watched it then because of that reason. But I would have been surprised to know that. Yeah. It's not a quiet movie. There's, there's quiet scenes, but not. uh, Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, so with that being said, I give this one an eight and a half. Cool, yeah, man. Um, uh, this movie does something very well. Is is the the tension in it? The it creates the tension atmosphere as a viewer that you that you're on your edge of your seat and you're worrying about what's going to happen because of the situations that the characters are in and and mm-hmm. just that aspect of that environment of you can't create a sound or you're, right. you're gonna die. You're not even just you're gonna get ripped apart like. The most brutal death that you can think of, besides the collector coming and torturing you, um, you sure. know, you uh, you getting ripped apart by an animal, right? And not knowing its weakness, not knowing how to fight it, but you're you ha- the the humans left um, has learned to adapt. And I think there was a mention of there where there's very little humans left in the thing, because according to the paper articles uh, in the room where all that was happening, I think you look at it, and I think most of the world's population was wiped out. So. Mm-hmm. It's very is a desperate movie, you know, very desperate. How do you eat? How do you hunt? How do you do everything? So, um, and yeah. I'm a sucker for monster movies, right? This is a great monster movie too. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, I think a lot of people when we did that uh, that one post where we had people tell us their favorite monster movies from the past twenty years or whatever, a lot of yeah. people had mentioned this one actually. Yes, they did. They did. You know, which is which is great because there's not a lot of monster movies these days. It's all about. Uh, paranormal or, or like I said, slasher films, um, mm-hmm. or some monster realm will come back around. It always does. So I yeah. gave I gave this a nine, um, a high score, a very high score because it, nice. it it hit a lot of my buttons on horror movies. Like this is a horror movie that I can sit down, watch. Like I said, anytime it's great. It's got it's a good movie too. 
Um, and then also seeing other people, like bringing someone else that hasn't seen it, watching it with them and looking at their reactions to of what what's mm-hmm. going on and stuff. So, and I'm so curious on a sequel. If, if one is, you know, if it's not just rumors, if it's in the production and stuff like that. So yeah, man, solid nine. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I think that's a, a pretty reasonable score. And I think that that will make that one the winner of this episode. Cool. Because everything was yes. pretty. Yeah, Poltergeist was a nine and a seven and a half. Cabin Fever was eight and eight. Mm-hmm. So Cabin Fever was close, but not enough. Yeah, it's very, so. very close. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that that's a. Uh, it's nice to see that something that was in the theater and was kind of a bigger budget, mm-hmm. big-ish budget, you know, Hollywood horror movie that that was successful that was actually still good too and it wasn't just uh the typical yep you know blockbuster horror movie or whatever yep um, i think some of the, the the big ones have been good like it or like this yeah or like get out yeah it's more of those middle ones like the friend the request conjuring <laughs> type things and, well, and stuff like that yeah that have been not as good. And then you have like friend request stuff like right. that. So truth or dare, truth or dare, that kind of stuff. That's Slender Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that's not that's not right. Those aren't right. Um, those right. are the those are the I movies still, I see. I still go and see them for some reason just to hate them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. <laughs> I learned my. You know, it's funny though. But, but like growing up, I probably would have as as a teenager and stuff. I I would have you know opening day. I would have done that. And now to me, older being older maybe i just go to the ones that intrigue me the most and not just going right. for the sake of going anymore uh like hereditary like you know get out and, and stuff like that like those movies you know impact me a lot more than uh just randomly going because i get pissed at the, i get pissed at movies like that like the uh like unfriend me and stuff you know or friend right, requests right. and stuff i just like oh my god i can't i can't do this you know it's mindless it's soulless this movie has no soul <laughs> right. You know. All right. So we had said before that we are not going to go overboard with plugging our shows since right. these are coming out on a weekly basis. So it's not really much to update. I mean, obviously for me, there's nothing to really update because this is the only thing I'm doing all month. And yep. I know before you had talked about pretty much where you guys still are at with uh, the Sarlacc mm-hmm. Digest. Yep. Um, We're still so trucking on that. And, uh if you like, feel free to check it out, Sarlacc Digest. That's on the rawlifepod.com or on our solo feeds, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, everything uh, where you get your podcast. And uh, yeah, if you like Star Wars, then head over there and check it out. We're still just doing our live commentaries and and news. We have a lot of news coming out, so that we're just sure, truck, yeah. trucking along on that. So yeah, excellent. And uh, we will be back with the next episode in about a week from now for this. Uh, so depending up. on when you're listening to it, it will it will you know it yep. will be out within a week of the release of this one, I should say. Yep, it's it's heating uh, up. We're gonna have so a, in, some yes. good talks. We're gonna have yes, some good yeah. talks in the next few because there's some really good uh, to titles coming out. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh yeah, yeah. So in the meantime, if you are caught up with us and and you want to check out our friends on either the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network. Or on the Legion Podcast Network, we are a part of both of those. So, you know, if you subscribe to either, look look either one of them up and you'll basically just get a bunch of shows that will come up throughout the week and check some of those out because we're friends with all those guys and, and girls and, and uh, you know, it's a good group of people at both places. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. 
to just be a part of something and and just kind of uh, share in this crazy podcasting world. Yep. And, um, you know, check us out on, on Instagram and on Facebook under the name We'll Survive Horror Podcast. And if you are on iTunes, then please leave us a rating and a review or either one would also be fine. And I think that will just about do it for now. So have yourself a good, uh, what is this now, the third week when this is coming out? Have third a good week. third week of October. Yes. Or whenever the fuck you're listening to it. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. Bye.